and we're just about ready to get underway on girlspayfooty.com they're in a huddle at the moment in the Tarabin forward line the Diamond Creek girls surrounding them a little bit of push and shove four goal breeze the quickest will kick with in the opening term kicking towards the grandstand end and to get us underway here on girlspayfooty.com radio the first complete season called by a commentary team in a hundred years of female football we begin with Matthew Cox thank you very much Peter Holden we've got Egan and Corrigan to go into battle to get us underway in the 2015 VWFL Premier Division Grand Final the umpire thumps it into the turf we're underway the tap will go the way of Corrigan Diamond Creek get a kick towards centre half forward ball in the deck in dispute coming out to meet it there was Gretsch he was bumped off the footy it's in dispute again on the deck now there's a free kick for a push in the back it will go the way of Diamond Creek and that looks like it's Williams to take it. Now they're going to give it to Loins. So Loins will have it on the half-forward flank, broadcast side. She's going to wind up, use the breeze, send it inside, attacking 50. Coming deep there was Gretsch, couldn't take the mark, ball on the deck. It'll be picked up here by Cross, gives a handball into space. That was poor. It's going to be picked up. No, it's not on the half-back flank. It is now by Arnell. She was clever, and then there was a player that got put down behind play. Picked up here by O'Day. She was ridden into the ground with a high tackle. Should get the free kick on half-back. And she decides to switch long and high, going up the line. Good spawn from behind. Brenner trying to create the contest. Slapped away from her, though. Goes towards the boundary line. It's Arnell, in fact. will try and pick it up. Had to duck the head. Selwood stole. Then gets caught and dumped into the ground. The umpire said it was fair. Good tackle by Lloyds. Ball still in dispute. Taken out, and a smothered kick. Sees the ball go over the boundary line and out of bounds. Good work there by Datton. We'll throw it in. Set away position. No score either side. Minute gone here on girlsbayfooty.com. Early impressions, Katie Lembeski. It's a furious start, but all of a sudden you can see the value that the kicks are going to carry once they go into our end, into grandstand and here with the breeze. So it's a matter of sort of, it's a matter of just maybe putting a number behind the ball just to get things under control for a little bit. Corrigan got the tap. O'Day went without it. Good tackle there applied by Simpson, but the ball gets moved forward for Diamond Creek. It's on the half forward flank. Broadcast side being paddled towards the boundary line by Bernardi, it was stayed in play kick inside attacking 50 now it's 2 on 2 they just have to be smart, Sibonella soccers it out on the full, it'll be a free kick that will go the way of Darabin in the back pocket on the broadcast side and we'll wait for the kick in in front of the uh, grandstand here at Coburg City Oval, no score either side Cricket's kicking with a full goal breeze to the city end looking around there and uh, going short, I think it's Cullinan wearing the 2 today it's a change of jumper, it was listed as 35 originally on the website, Cullinan going long over the head there of Williams who went with Pierce Vessio out the back, still on half back flank hand pass away, looking for Hickey got knocked out of her hands though, trying to come in there quick little tackle late on, on Darabin but there fast was O'Day trying to now move it on maybe Pierce got held without it or dropped it the umpire said it was fair play on. Audley goes towards the forward line. Gretsch goes flying over the top. Trying to work the way through his cross. Couldn't pick up the ball. Shovel out the back looking for Hogan. It missed her. It's 30 metres out from the Creekers goal. Contested footy. Who's going to be first to be clean to it? Lloyd's got a bit of a shove. She's close towards the boundary line. Boundary umpire's on the spot. Says it's over. Throw it in. Five metres next to the right-hand point post. So we'll get a boundary throw in. So far, Diamond Creek have done all the attacking in the opening few minutes of the 2015 Grand Final. Umpire gets us back underway. Sibonella with a tap straight in the hands of Cross. Her handball backwards shot on goal there from Audley. It's going to fall in the goal square and go through for our first score of the day, which is a minor one to Diamond Creek. 
Diamond Creek pressure up forward, deep in their forward half is impressive so far, really making Darabin work just to get a clear possession and even then they're clapping him down on the 50 arc impressive pressure so far from Dymo River Tally goes long towards the contest falling from behind is Hickey, picked up by the Cyril Pest and Orley, whose kick was smothered by Cullinan, still fighting him for the football though was Haynes, ball spelt free and it's going to be Stacks on the mill the umpire will have to call for a bounce, is fighting in there a day, no, still allowing play to go on ball got shoveled out the end by Haynes across to Williams, snapped it at a kick, Pierce cut off Sibonella and took the mark 35 metres out from defensive goal then decides to go for the dangerous switch it hangs high in the air, works out okay finds Stephanie Simpson, one front of that broadcast position and Adard pinned for an early 25 metre penalty she's not happy, gives a few curse words and no one on the mark, now Simpson will have someone on the mark and she will clear off half back flank. So Simpson goes towards the centre wing on the broadcast side, mark taken out there and then the players collided with each other taking the mark was Lang, she sends it towards the half forward flank broadcast side pack forms, mark will be taken at the back by Diamond Creek just assess their options on the broadcast side, decide to come back down the wing, Adart there, couldn't take the mark it comes out the back it'll be Darabin first to meet it and a short little chip kick in there from Privatelli hits up Pierce on the half-back flank broadcast side. And Lloyds came at her hard. Pierce now with the football. Half-back flank in front of the canteen here at Coburg City Able. Decides to switch towards the wing position. Good contest made by Barton. Got it back. Put it on the right boot. Got to be good up the line. Oh, through the hands there of Lloyds. Taking it as Pierce though. She kicks it back towards the centre wing position. Out mark there. Good mark taken by Sarah Hammond. Sarah Hammond now gets on the ball. She's got little dats who's got away with space. She takes the mark. Goes with a little chip kick though. Got to be good up the line. Here goes Simpson. Takes one bounce. Runs to 55 metres out. Goes to the short pass. Doesn't work out. It's all Domo at the back. It's Moorcroft. And the umpire's blown the whistle for something Down, off the ball. Downfield free kick against Hicks on Simpson. Very silly. And, yep, that's two. If Darren get a goal here, it's two mistakes that Domo have been pinned for. One, of course, that 50 Daniel Hill, which he gave away by Adard. And, essentially, this has set up what we've got now for Simpson. Uh, who's got who got the free kick and now obviously a shot on goal being taken from a distance I think by the look of it it might be Georgia Hammond indeed it is so Georgia Hammond from 35 metres out goes for goal it's going to be across the face Pack is going to form on the outer side came off hands plenty of players out the back there trying to make the contest there was Dylan Bell spilled free. Creekers footy. Kiss it towards the further side. Adard going after. Picked off by Pierce. Pierce got on the left boot. Went inside 50. Ball dribbling about 40 metres out from goal. But it's going to be the Creekers here. Chance to... Oh, they're going for the switch. It's going to be dangerous. Gretsch is on him. She can pick it up. Yeah, Gretsch centre wing on the broadcast side. Able to gather it cleanly. Sends it inside. Attacking 50. Looking for cross over the top of her head. Racing towards the boundary line. And it will go out of play. Right forward pocket. Quick movement there by Diamond Creek. Katie Lambeski. A rapid transition. Rapid transition from defence to attack but they seem to be not getting a small forward around the taller forwards around Cross and Sibonal they need to get someone at the fall of the ball there's every chance of the ball going over their heads at this point so you've really got to get that small forward around at their feet crumbing so the umpire just gathering the ball guys that Bibby is on Bernardi and that's a huge mismatch as we're back underway over the back there Sibonella ball on the deck in dispute handball comes away of Pierce who's been busy early her kick out towards the half back flank on the broadcast side picked off by Diamond Creek it will go out on the full off the boot there of Privatelli so a free kick will go the way of Smith and the 
Woman on the mark is at 50 metres out. It's a short kick into the pocket, not going to make the distance. Loins was tunnelled. Umpire says nothing doing. We'll get a throw in back in the same position as uh, the last one. And smart by Caitlin Smith there. She knew she couldn't get it to her teammates, so handballed it at the feet of the Darabin player, and that came up and went out of bounds. Clever football. As the ball is thrown back in, Sipadella put it down the throat of Loins. Loins tried to find Bernardi, but it was cut off. And guess who? Melissa Bibby. Thanks, Daniel Hill. As Bibby now kicks it with the back pocket. Oh, a teammate in Cullen. It's left over at the crucial moment. Sent over the boundary line, if you don't mind, by Lauren Brazali. Let's head down. Boundary there side here. Go, play footy to Daniel Hill. It wasn't a mismatch in uh, sheer attack on the footy, but maybe ability. Bad kick across across the face of goal. We've seen Daisy do it so far. Uh, looks like Darabin want to go wide. They want to switch the play, and they want to just kill this quarter, really, because it is a very, very hard, very, very difficult breeze to score into. We've seen that so far. I mean, shot for goal, Georgia Hammond. She's 35 out left foot pocket and got nowhere near the teeth of goal. So a very, very tough breeze to deal with today. As Darabin will get the clearing kick out of defence thanks to Egan. It's bouncing on the half-back flank on the outer side. Diamond Creek with the numbers. Just have to be smart with the footy. Handball comes away here of Brazali. She's able to run off a bit of traffic. Handballed in, into space for a teammate who got the quick pick-up. Audley hovering. Can't do much with it. Thumped into the turf there. Here's Darabin. Oh, oh, sling tackle there applied on... That was uh, Dalpos, and so she'll get the free kick on the half-back flank out of side. From our broadcast position here on the grandstand at Coburg City Oval, girlsplayfooty.com, 89.1 FM in the ground. Oh, oh Audley chased it down with the play on call and saw it over the boundary line. Great stuff, Katie Lembeski. As positive as this is, as positive as this pressure is from Diamond Creek, it will mean nothing if they don't put the score on the board. You can rest assured that Darwin will kick four or six in the next quarter when they have the breeze. But right now, Diamond Creek have to be concerned with putting a score on the board. Otherwise, this will back for us. Why this will mean nothing. Ball is thrown back into play. There, Sibinella did the run work out the back trying to get to it as Williams Pierce over around the pill and there are now a quick little hack job out there by Delpos to try and move it forward ball in dispute Barton trying to get a little hand pass going here comes uh, Vessio got through traffic then got crunch Brennan now into the game got the hand pass to Hickey Hickey his kick has ricocheted off the side of the boot. Taken away by Steph Kiyochi. Got it across to Williams. He nearly got caught by Hickey. Got the hand pass in the traffic, though. Something building here for 45 metres out from goal. Bernard, he says hello, and it's away to the right. Another opportunity missed there by the Creekers. They go to two behinds. Darabin yet to score. This quarter, thanks to Jets, Greensboro and Lorimer, sponsors of the Creekers, and you're hearing it on girlsplayfooty.com. Privatelli kicks it out of the defensive goal square towards the outer side. It's a floating ball, and it will be a block that will go the way of Darabin. Gets Brazali. So Kinross to take it. Back pocket, outer side. Just assessing her options. Not a hell of a lot of, to go to. Decides to give the handball back there to Cullinan, who raced away from traffic and then kicks it up towards the wing position. Pack forms. Is there a mark? No. Umpire said play on. Pierce coming through. Nelly had it stripped. Has to go back. Gave the handball off. It's in dispute. Centre wing on the outer side. Umpire circling. Says hi. A free kick to go the way of Diamond Creek. And they will have it 70 metres out from home. And it's Giroux who's got it, who gives off the little hand pass. They wind up with a kick inside 50. Long bomb. Lloyd's had it. Then it went through her hands. Coming there is Sibanella. Slapped it along the ground. Got support there in Gretsch. Pivotelli is dumped as she went through traffic. Ball cry the crowd. The seal pass. Shay Audley. She goes in. She wraps someone up. Will call for a bounce 35 metres out from goal. Good to see some great pressure being laid on here by Diamond Creek. But as Katie Lembeski says, if it doesn't bring goals, it don't mean much. Here comes 
Simonella brought the ball to ground. Sarah Hammond overran the ball, trying to get it out. Little hack job kick by uh, by Cullinan. Kemp went back from whence it came, trying to go in there. Smith trying to control the football, put it on the right boot inside the forward line. Coming out to try and meet it is Adard. She didn't do it. It's ping pong stuff at the moment. O'Day kicks in towards the middle of the ground, picked up by Williams. Williams gets on the right boot in towards the hot spot. Oh, not claims on it. It's Pimitali who just got in front, barely in front of Gretsch, and she'll switch towards the opposite side of the ground. Yeah, Hammond takes the mark. Another short kick to the halfback flank out there. Cullinan being busy across halfback early. Her kick was wide, though, and out on the full free kick to go the way of Diamond Creek, and it will be Audley to take it. Note, note the lack of movement ahead of the ball at this point. All standing still. It's not, yeah, as well as it's a matter of skill errors as well, Diamond Creek's pressure has Darwin second-guessing themselves, and Darwin are making some uncharacteristic skill errors. Again, that old saying, everyone has a planter to get smacked in the mouth. Audley sends a high ball inside attacking 50. Privatelli couldn't take the mark. Ball on the deck in dispute. Picked up by Diamond Creek. They're thrown into the ground by Pierce. It's on the deck. We'll get a ball up about 30 metres out from goal for Diamond Creek. It's part of the courses in Grand Finals, County Lembeski. You've got to expect the whack to come at some stage. Yep, and that's happening right now. So points to Diamond Creek at this stage is a great effort so far. Sibonella coming through, grabbing the... Roving there with Seacom. Her shot was away and it went out of bounds. So boundary throwing left forward pocket for Diamond Creek. They are two behind. Darabin yet to score. Halfway through this opening term of the 2005. 15 VWFL Premier Division Grand Final on girlsplayfooty.com Sabanella brought the ball back in the play here he tries to get a hand pass Audley was in there but it popped out to Sarah Hammond it goes with a long hand pass over the top to Arnell Arnell worked it wide towards Cullinan Cullinan got on the right boot leading in the Vesio direction ball went out the back door they've got Reynolds on here and she decides to go for a bit of a run in towards the middle of the ground Katie Brennan oh she misstepped it and her opponent turned her inside out here's the kick towards the centre half forward position bounced over the head there appears taken by Egan and Egan has got Vesio who can work into some space now Creek is a little sloppy there, and the corridor in the game has just opened up a little bit here. They go for the short kick. No one on Arnell. This is bad, bad stuff. Bad, bad marking here from Diamond Creek as Arnell looks around. Decides to go in towards the forward line. Darren are getting the space they're needing to work it up the ground. Taken by Brennan. She's 60 metres out from home. Going to go for a pass in towards the forward line. Taken by O'Day. O'Day goes for a low flat shot on goal, and it's the Falcons first. Against the run of play, but fantastic stuff from Darabin to work that up very patiently, very calmly, just to work into space. Diamond Creek unable to get to their to their opponents in time, and Darabin, easy as you like, they're moving it up full, full marks for that goal. For Jets, Greenspan and Lorimer, Diamond Creek, two behind. Darabin, one straight six. The Creek is kicking with a four-goal breeze. Daniel Hill there on the boundary line. The one thing that caught my eye, though, is Vesio was allowed to have the central corridor. Her defenders, or those marking her, were on the wide side of the ground. Yeah, and that was Kirby Hick. Ball in the middle of the ground. She's got to realise that she's got Brennan covered. And if you've got someone covered, once you gather the footy, just a little second of composure, you can deliver that nice and long. She turns it over. All of her defenders are caught out, and Darabin get an easy goal. It's amazing how quickly it can come back and bite you. Egan got the tap. Pierce dispossessed. Coming through there was Audley. Gets a kick out, looking for Seacombe. Ball bouncing in front of her, and also out there is Gretsch. But first arriving to the footy there is Hogan. She's able to pick it up. Eventually gathering it out there is Privatelli, she sends a kick towards the wing position. Mark will be taken. No, it's dropped by O'Day, the only goal kicker so far. She's able to come back and gather. Handballs back towards Hickey, who was in a bit of trouble. Diamond Creek again applying great pressure on the half-forward flank on the outer side. 
Umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. About 80 metres out from goal for Diamond Creek. They're just the two behinds. Darabin with the only goal so far in the match. Ball gets thrown up in the air. Egan puts the bat down. Taken away by the Creek. As a hurried little hand pass. Didn't go too far. Cross was maybe held without it. Hand pass came away from Saxton. Didn't go too far. Sarah Hammond gets caught and rolled over Crocodile style. Another big tackle laid on. Creek is building pressure. Cross is now caught this time. She's going nowhere. Called for a ball up. Interesting matchup to see with Seacombe now moving the forward line. Who normally moves across half back. She's being treated as the super sub because in the major semi, she only played three or four minutes each quarter. She's the little card that Brad Letterman had up his sleeve. Taking away is Williams, who just ran into O'Day. Ball's built free, though. Trying to keep it in front of herself as Pierce now picks it up. Pierce had to get rid of Saxton. Did so. Hand pass. They're going to open up again. Here comes Darabin. That's O'Day over the top. Looking for the one-two. Knocked away from her. But then it got knocked back to her advantage. Talk about fortunate. O'Day gets onto it. Looking in the Vizio direction. And a mark taken. 60 metres out from home. Way too far out the score going into the breeze. Low and flat working wide. And Brennan, who got away from Hicks, who went to ground. That's a crucial mistake. Brennan now has a flowing shot at goal. There's Moorcroft. Manages to get a hand in there. Will they concede the point? Yes, they'll rush it through. Darabin 1-1-7. Diamond Creek 2 behind. For Jets, Greensboro and Lomar. This is girlsplayfooty.com. As Kiochi oh. kicks it out of defence. It was a oh. risky kick. It slipped through the fingers there of Kennedy. Ball still hovering around the half-forward flank. Darabin sends a high ball towards centre-half forward. Mark taken out there by Arnell. Just assesses her options, decides to go short and hitting up a target on the half forward flank on the outer side. Out there it is Simpson. So Simpson decides to load it up, sends it towards the hot spot. Pack flies, no mark taken, ball on the deck. Diamond Creek first to the footy. Hicks just paddled it along, but oh, it was short of the scoop. So it'll be a free kick that will go the way of Darabin and against the play, they're lining up for their second goal of the match. Down at the boundary line, Daniel Hill. That was clearly a closed fist. You cannot throw the ball that far. You can only whack it 30 metres. You can't throw it 30 metres. Umpire. It, almost, it was almost like she got caught around her forearm area uh, for about a split second and that's what made the decision go against her. So Lang comes in, 45 degree angle. 25 metres out for Darabin's second. It's a nice-looking drop pump because the goal umpire did not move. And Darabin extend their lead now to 11 points. 2-1-13, plays two behinds here on girlsplayfooty.com. I think you got to give full marks to the Darabin defence for really standing tall when their team was under the pump. And they've actually helped to transition defence into attack, linking up their midfield to clear the ball. Up it goes down the other end and the... And you can see there, the forwards are getting the job done early. So full marks for the Darabin defence as much as the attack. And now Daisy Pierce goes back as the extra behind the ball, slash just on the back flank to protect this two-goal lead. So the umpire with the ball in the middle of the ground. Getting set, getting set to bounce. 2 one to two behinds here on girlsplayfooty.com. And away we go again. Egan goes crashing into Corrigan. Brought the ball to ground. Sarah Hammond is going to try and get onto it first. She tried to get a hurry kick away. Couldn't. Audley gives up the hand pass. Kiyochi really hasn't had much of an impact and has got to do something. She spun around in a circle. Kicked it long. Don't kick it to Daisy. And she had it there. It's the worst thing you can do. Keep the Daisy Pierce directly because you'll do something with it unless Audley gets onto her. Put her like a clamp on her. Got the hand pass away though. There is Siobhan Hogan. Kicks it high in the yeah, Pierce selecting not to jump with it. Sarah Hammond going with her ball close to the boundary line. It will go out now. 60 metres around from the Creekers' goal. Again, they're attacking towards the city and the Creekers. They've got a four-goal wind advantage, but they find themselves down by 11 points. Boundary umpire to send us back into play on the outer side. And it's tapped out there by Corrigan. 
straight into the hands though of Hammond who was wrapped up will get a ball up about 60 metres out from goal uh, Arnell is down and grimacing on the ground she's uh and time off called she was uh yeah you could see through the teeth she was grinning and uh she looks like she's going to walk it off but uh she must have copped a whack or something as we're back underway Egan again with the tap Diamond Creek trying to get first use of it. Williams handles into a bit of space. She'll follow it up here, Williams. Seagan was knocked off the pack. Pierce coming through. We'll see it over the boundary line and out of play. 45 out from Diamond Creek's goal. You've mentioned, Katie, already. They've had the intensity. They've had the pressure. But they're just missing that scoring opportunity. And that's what they really needed to do as much as anything else. Put the goals on the board. Unfortunately unfortunately for them, it hasn't quite worked out. So let's see if it changes now. Corrigan tried to slap it forward. Hogan got caught straight away. Away by Amelia Barton. Ball spilt free. Trying to go in there as Orley got away from uh, got away there from Arnell. Ball spilled on the ground. Simpson picks it up. Got rid of the kick before she got caught. Foot race on. Coming afterwards is O'Day. Giro on her hammer. O'Day managed to open up Simpson who kept on running. Going after us Kennedy but still bouncing away is Simpson. Going straight down the corridor. Got to be good with a kick. Excellent cut off at the last second though. Charlotte Dillon. Ball spilled away from the, her though. It's on again for Tindall to try and get a little hand pass away. She's in around and around in circles and the umpire says you went around the mirror go around it about three times without paying the fare so it is a free kick to Diamond Creek and they'll kick it towards the outer wing into a bit of space good use of the body there by Hammond it'll come into the hands of Seacombe sends the handball back here is Saxton and she short kick paid off mark taken centre wing on the outer side by Diamond Creek they send it towards the half forward flank pack flew slipped through the fingers there of Darabin kick inside 50 was smothered though for Diamond Creek ball on the deck in dispute oh. and the handball went straight into the hands there of Reynolds who kicked it out on the full free kick will go the way of Diamond Creek again and to take it will be Gretsch about 55 from home no talk there Seacom had the ball thought Pierce was still coming after her and she didn't know that Pierce had been bumped off the ball and she went with a panic hand pass and hand passes straight to a Darabin opponent but it works out in the end because going there is Gretsch going in the Bernardo direction she flew up it came off the side of a boot but it will go through for a point would have been interesting it went through the goals you'd be saying well, whose boot did it come off of <laughs> nobody knew but either way three behind Steinman Creek 2-1-13 Darabin but the Creekers with a wind advantage and they find themselves down in this first quarter as Privatelli tries to go with a clearing kick towards the outer side it bounced away now did anybody touch it? That's the question. Did anybody touch it? No, it's out of bounds on the full. Free kick to the Creekers. Yeah, and it looks like Lawrence will send it back inside attacking 50. Now the umpires... Oh, no. What's going on here? Told her to come back across the mark. Here we go. No, it's because the umpire got caught out. He didn't realise that it was out on the full. That's why he's bringing it back around on the mark. He just got told by the boundary umpire. At least between the two of them, they didn't muck that one up. So Loins to reset and will kick in the exact same direction but it's congested. Sibonella flies. Couldn't take the mark. Bernardi at the back. It bounced away from her. It also bounced away from Gretsch who got the handball to Sibonella. Her kick was smothered. Ball on the deck in dispute. Hickey in there. Couldn't do much with it. We'll get a ball up. About 15 out from goal for Diamond Creek who are three behinds. Darabin 2-1-13. Late stages first term here on Girls Playfooty.com. Going up Egan versus Sibonella. Egan 
one out the contest, got across to Privatelli, who put boot to ball, went out the space to Emma Oliver, bounced away from her, Giocci trying to get the big don't argue, got caught by Bessio, got a hand pass out of the contest though, Oliver picks it up again, slams boot to ball, goes out towards the wing, Crickers have numbers they can get to it, but Oday is smart, Oday is clever, Oday danced around two, goes in the Brennan direction, in the one-on-one, Nazareth Brennan underneath the ball, Brennan now receives, Brennan runs to 50, keeps it low, passes towards the top of the square, bouncing, bouncing football, in the goal square, Moorcroft is there, and she'll run it through for a point, take safety. 2-2-14, Darabin, Diamond Creek, three behind, skillsplayfooty.com, 89.1 FM at the ground. This is the VWFL Grand Final for Jets, Greensboro and Larimer. And Kiochi getting back will take the kick out of the defensive goal square for Diamond Creek. And she's going to go short. The mark will be taken by Moorcroft. Back pocket on the broadcast side. Her kick was ordinary. It fell into the hands there of Lane. Couldn't take the mark. Ball dribbles across the boundary line and out of play. On the half forward flank broadcast side for Darabin. 2-2-14. Diamond Creek just the three behinds. Margin 11 points. Late stages first term on girlsplayfooty.com. The umpire sends it back into play. It was wide. Vessio got first use of it. Ball on the deck. Kiochi roving off the pack. She's able to collect it. Wheeled around traffic. Her kick was smothered. Picked up on the half forward flank by Cullinan. Her handball was into traffic. It's on the deck. O'Day applying the good tackle there. Umpire circling. Eventually calls for a ball up. 50 out from goal for Darabin. For whatever reason, it just seems to take Diamond Creek a a little while to warm up in games. They're finally getting warm, but it's just all too late, isn't it? It feels that way. Brennan had front posse, got knocked out of her hands, though, taken away by Hicks, who decides to go for the switch to open space on outer side. Siobhan Hogan has got space, and she's running after the ball. Bernardi on her hammer, though. Hogan now going to try and pick it up. No, she got knocked off of it. A good play from Bernardi, who kicked it forward. Now there's a foot race on, and it was the centre of the ground. Bernardi toe-poked it again. Privatelli, it's got to sit for her. Seekham coming after her, and taking it outside the 50, though. Privatelli with a smart kick into space. Going after it, though, Siobhan Hogan. Seekham on her hammer. Got the kick away. Goes out towards space. Two-on-two situation. Can the Falcons work it out? Close towards the boundary line, keeping it in there. Kate Tyndall tries to work it up towards half forward. Ball's built free. O'Day went running through. Support was there. Slanted on the boot at sky high. Straight down the throat of the Irish. And that's Corrigan who decides to play on quickly. Corrigan goes towards the half forward flank position. Backing back. Guess who? Daisy Pierce. With the zinc applied today too. Very sunny conditions here at Coburg City Oval. Pierce called to play on now. Decides to go wide. It's going to be out on the full. Free kick will go the way of Diamond. Creek. Not often you see Daisy Pierce make a mistake. No. It doesn't matter though because that's quarter quarter time here at Coburg City Oval. An entertaining first term of the 2015 VWFL Premier Division Grand Final. It's an 11 point margin in favour of Darabin who were kicking against the wind in that term. 2-2-14 plays just three behinds and Katie Diamond Creek didn't make use of the wind. No, um, but full marks for their pressure. Full marks for just about everything else but failure to convert your chances will come back to bite you eventually in these scenarios and it kind of feels that way for me. Three scoring shots with three behinds and slight advantage to Darabin now you have to say. Uh, we might get this opportunity for Dan Hill just to take a walk by one of the huddles just to have a quick listen himself and see what he can report back on what the coaches have to say but uh, before we go to this quarter time break, the goal kickers, Matthew Cox. Yeah, Jane, Jane Lang has one as does Elise O'Day the only two goal kickers in that term of, uh, well the opening term of the grand final. It should be mentioned as well that last week's game with Diamond Creek played they kicked one into the breeze in the first term and actually didn't kick one with the breeze in the second quarter. It's funny how that works doesn't it? Pressure does funny things maybe the wind make, makes you work harder who knows. Darwin 
again, the defence, I give full marks to because they stood up when they are most under pressure and they helped transition defence into attack. So, look, it's let's see how Diamond Creek reacted with Bow being against the win. Who knows, maybe they'll score a couple against the runner play. Pearson and Cullinan dominant in that term off half-back for Darabin. Indeed. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on girlsplayfooty.com. It's Darabin, 2-2-14, leading Diamond Creek, three behinds, back after this. If your car's not performing at its best, drop into Auto Clinic. Auto Clinic Heidelberg has been your local mechanic for over 25 years with a great reputation for superior customer care and quality car servicing. Pre-purchased inspections, routine servicing, brake and clutch replacements, auto electrical, all that and more. Covered by an accredited VACC member. Auto Clinic, Form Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Call 9459-6952. Proud sponsors of the Darabin Falcons. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club are proudly supported by Jets Greensboro and Lorimer. Jets is a 24-7 gym that offers no lock-in contracts, low rates and access to over 250 plus clubs across Australia. For those looking to improve your health and fitness and looking to train indoors throughout this winter, head down and see the team at either Jets, Greensboro or Lorimer. Mention the Diamond Creek Women's Football Club and we'll waive the $89 joining fee. It's that easy. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club, powered by Jets. Come on, Creekers. Thinking about selling your home? Or looking for a company to manage your property investments? With offices in Brunswick, Carlton, Northcote and North Melbourne, Hocking Stewart are the experts in Melbourne's inner north. Hocking Stewart takes the hard work out of selling by offering the unique service of preparing homes for sale, including property repairs, property styling and furniture hire. For a free property appraisal from one of our friendly and reliable team members, call Hocking Stewart on 9340 all. NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop open till 1am seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley train station. Here, get along. I'm here about the car. Yeah, a few boys wanted to come over in case you join. I mean, look at the car. <laughs> oh, I need to sell my car fast. Need to sell your car fast? At sellmycar.com.au, we will buy your car. Cash for your car fast. Apply. See sellmycar.com.au. I usually wear white. And I prefer black. But lately, we've been getting into orange. When you're wearing SES orange, you know you're making a difference. And you're learning great new skills. You'd be surprised how good you'll feel in orange. The Victoria State Emergency Service is recruiting volunteers now for a broad range of roles. Visit ses.vic.gov.au or call 1300 842 and find out if orange is right for you. Authorised by Victoria State Emergency Service Melbourne, spoken by Emery's and A. Smallwood. Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. And welcome back to girlsplayfooty.com and our match of the day here at Coburg City Over, which is the biggest one of the year. It's the Premier Division Grand Final. Peter Holden, Matthew Cox, Katie Lambeski and Daniel Hill, who's down there on the boundary line. He's going in the huddles. We'll get Daniel in the second time. Uh, we're being told there might have been, I, don't, I can't confirm, but they reckon there might have been an issue with the AFL Victoria stream. So if you're having troubles or you know someone that might be having troubles and they're asking, where can I listen to the game? Tell them there's two ways they can do it. They can go on their PC to our website, girlsplayfooty.com. 
Facebook.com. Make sure you tweet that or you tell them if they've got TuneIn on their mobile phone or tablet. TuneIn's a free app uh, from Google Play or the App Store. Tell them when you download TuneIn, just search for Girls Play Footy and you can hear us anywhere around the world. So therefore, if there is any issues, you can listen to us and make sure that you are listening to the game here because it's been a sensational contest. You could feel that Diamond Creek were having about 60-70% of the football, but on the both times the goals were kicked, Matthew Cox, the same thing happened. The Critters got caught wide. Vessio had the open side to the centre square, and they heard him going straight up the guts. It lapses. Lapses in concentration, and on the last day of the year, that will cost you big time. And especially, too, after a quarter, they may be feeling a bit deflated now, Diamond Creek, considering they didn't get a goal with the win. But as we saw last week, that didn't really matter. No, it didn't at all. But, again, it's more, again you have to clamp down on Dar- you clamp down on Darabin. You make them earn every little kick. Uh, what you saw there, we saw Darabin go up the field pretty much untouched. And they can't, they can't allow that to happen. So they have to be hot this quarter. Maybe even throw one or two players behind the ball. So... They come that the game will get away from them in this quarter. They will lose the game in this quarter if they don't clamp down, if they don't go hard at them. Well, we're just about ready to get underway for the second quarter. The crowd coming off the ground. Quickly down to Daniel Hill on the boundary. What did you hear in the huddles? Yeah, went into the Diamond Creek huddle. Now, they don't seem too alarmed. The, the playing group was perhaps a little flat, but the coaching staff, they're not too alarmed. They just want to make they work the ball around the boundary in this quarter the same way that, uh, that Darabin did in that, in that first term, kicking into the breeze. But uh, this first five minutes is going to be huge. We're underway. Yeah, Corrigan, no. In fact, getting the tab out there, Kinross for Darabin. Williams had a fresh air shot at it. And the ball's being smothered left, right and centre as they try to get a clearing kick. Seekham applied a great tackle. We'll get a secondary ball up just on the edge of the centre circle here at Coburg City Oval. It is Darabin by 11 points. 2-2-14. Diamond Creek, just the three behinds. Robing it off the pack there was Privatelli. She was held. And the umpire says, give it to me, ball it up edge of the centre square on the outer side and umpire gets us back underway third woman up got the tap there for Diamond Creek ball again on the deck just paddled forward there by King King Ross Simpson chasing after it was held handball comes away here of Arnell her kick inside attacking 50 bounced awkwardly for Vessio she followed it up gave the handball but it was in trouble because Lang had slipped through her fingers back to Vessio kick smothered there for Darabin centre half forward holding the ball free kick will go the way of Diamond Creek at centre half back in the hands there of Haynes well their co-captain Dicey now with the ball. She's looking around for some options. She's looking towards the outer side. Oh, why on earth that dangerous kick as Lane came charging at her opponent. Wrapped her all up, hailing a cab. Umpire says no pro opportunity. But why had those hanging high kicks into the breeze? They kill you every time. That's what they call a coach killer. Ball up again. Away we go. Corrigan knocked it down. Pierce tried to go in there. Going out, Corrigan chased up her own ball. Trying to get across the loins. Loins tried to punch it forward. Trying to go through his calendar. Couldn't pick the ball up. Ball spills free again. There's a traffic jam of players. It's like the taxi rank at Melbourne Airport. It's messy. And the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. Yeah, shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. Has to be the message for Diamond Cricket. This midfielder, you can, can't be screwed at the moment there. That evenly matched and that's why you're seeing plenty of stoppages around the ground so far so it's tense tense stuff Kinross got the tap for Darman ball on the deck trying to trap it in there's Dylan for Diamond Creek umpire says give it to me 55 out from goal for Darabin kicking with a 4-5 goal breeze at the grandstand end of Coburg City Oval back underway kicking comes inside attacking 50 for Darabin getting back though and taking the mark is Haynes again 
and he dealt with after she took the mark. And here's Vessio, who stepped over the mark. That's a 25. She's done the angle work on it, and the umpire hasn't picked up on it because she knows that Haynes is going to go to the wide side, and that's what she does. Goes long towards the pack situation. Ball hit the ground, trying to come through his loins. Couldn't pick out. Little shot of hand pass to try and find Arnell. Arnell spun around, got rid of by Corrigan. Vessio just kicked it off the ground. Pardon me, it wasn't Vessio. It was in her direction. It was kicked off the ground by Delpos. Mark intercepted, and it's taken away. And the umpire says a uh, little bit of uh, going on there. Looks like Lawless. We're in the 50 today. A little bit of push and shove. The umpire says get out of the way, get out of the way as Lawless now kicks it. Oh, it's wide against the boundary line and did Privatelli tap it over? The umpire said no, it had gone over the line first and Privatelli will have a chance to attack from about 55 metres out. Similar Passage of play, early stages, second term on girlsplayfooty.com. Pack flew at centre half forward, no mark taken, roving it though. Lang kick around her body towards the hot spot. Lawless coming, taking a strong mark at the top of the goal square. Her defensive goal ke- square, the kick was ordinary. Oh. It put Adart under a whole lot of pressure. She was well tackled into the turf there by O'Day. And the umpire says, Give it to me. And there's a bit going on. Pressure's on. Poor decision-making from Moores to go to a three-on-one contest. You can't allow that in this time. Ball goes up in the air. Corrigan goes straight for the boundary line and out of bounds. Let's go down boundary side. Daniel Hill. Yeah, the niggle just increased, Pete. It was going on in the first term, but uh, there's a few that sort of like to take a hit and don't say much about it. But Laura Adard's certainly one you don't run into because she definitely gave to O'Day there. Kenros got it across to Vessio. Vessio put it on the left and it's away to the left-hand side for a minor score. 2-3-15 Darabin, Diamond Creek, three behind. It's two goals the difference on our scoreboard this quarter thanks to Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Huddleberg Heights. Auto Clinic sponsors of the Darabin Falcons as they've been throughout the entire year and we've been plugging on girlsplayfooty.com. And we all know that Chochi has to play onto herself here and then load up. Has to. Pockets are open. And she's standing on the edge of the line. She's not going to do it. She just decides to send it to the left back, half-back flank. Pack flew. No mark taken. Uh, Roving it off the pack here. Arnell has a flying shot on goal. It's to the left and out on the full. Free kick will go the way of Kiochi. So no score there for Darabin. They still lead though by 12 points. 2-3-15 plays just three behinds. Diamond Creek under a bit of pressure now. Diamond Creek doing pretty well at dragging Darabin into the dead pocket over there, kicking out at that area, kicking out and attacking that pocket, and it's just not giving Darabin anything either. All goes straight towards a pack situation, picked up by Launch, trying to get a hurry kick away. Then behind Mel Hickey, kicked around the corner and into a race between Lang and Vessio, the same two teammates. In goes Benedict, charged her way through, got stripped away from her by Corrigan. Corrigan trying to kick it the wrong way. Going in there's Kirby Hicks, who wraps up Brennan, slams her into the ground. Ball hand passed out by Haynes, trying to get it to Audley. Ball spilled free. Kiochi is there to receive the hand pass, does so, sells the candy, wants to sell another piece, but this time she was caught by Simpson and accidentally put it on the boot and an out of bounds on the full, so Simpson might consider a shot on goal, 35 metres out, decides to play on quickly, opens it up, goes to the top of the goal square, Jane Lang from behind, one hand on it, couldn't quite bring it in, in goes Brennan, she can't pick it up, ball still in dispute, Georgia Hammond comes through, umpire says without it, Moorcroft is not happy, and a free kick going the way of the Queenslander and Katie Brennan. Interesting, isn't it, that all the scoring opportunities for Darabin have come from Diamond Creek mistakes. Yeah, uh, full extracting full toll from the Diamond Creek mistakes from poor, just from poor decision making, just basic pressure as well, skill errors, plenty of skill errors. Unfortunately for them, looks like I can't see Katie Brennan missing from here. You're unbackable to misses. Brennan to have a shot on goal quickly down to Daniel Hill on the boundary line. Yeah, she played for that one well, Katie Brennan, but that was. 
exactly what Diamond Creek didn't do in the in the first term. They had a f- couple of opportunities where sometimes you've just got to do that. Just throw yourself on top of the ball, try and duck into a tackle, do something because they couldn't get a clear opportunity. And now we've seen that uh, the smart and old wise heads of, of Darwin get themselves an easy shot at goal, 45 degree angle, 10 out. I wouldn't call uh, Katie Brennan old. I think she's got about 21, 22. She comes in to have a shot on goal from 15 minutes out. Oh, oh. snapped at it. She has had an absolute Barry Crocker wow. right across the face. Wow. For a minor score. Pressure. Cue the Queen and David Bowie song. Uh, <laughs> two. <laughs> Move it across now to if, two. If she was old and wise, she would have kicked that, but she's only just the wise, but she missed it. Two, four, 16, Darabin. Diamond Creek, three behinds here on girlsplayfooty.com. This quarter for Auto Clinic. Kiyochi sends it back towards the halfback flank on the outer side. Back form, no mark taken, ball on the deck coming through there, Gretsch just paddled it out of play, push in the back, it will go the way of Gretsch, free kick on the half back flank on the outer side how about a short little chip kick and mark situation, they haven't tried that Dar- tried that diamond cricket, actually might work and they've got a lot of players on heading into the corridor Duro is one of them, not making a play for it at the moment, now she's m- manned up as Gretsch, she does go short and Hooray! and <laughs> Loins takes the mark. Still on the half-back flank on the outer side. It is a 13-point margin in favour of the Falcons. It's up along the boundary line. It's close. Pack form. No mark taken. Off hands over the line and out of play. That's okay. That's okay. Diamond Creek t- just taking it slowly, soaking up, soaking up whatever attack Darabin are putting together and just taking, just causing stoppage after stoppage. Good result for them. Corrigan, out the back, couldn't hang on to it, ball hit the ground, got a weave through there, Privatelli, O'Day had it, knocked out of her hands though, going in there is Pierce, all class, opens it up for Hogan, who gave it across back to Privatelli, it goes towards centre half forward, foot race on, front position was Brennan, Hicks has to take it, she tried to get a hand pass to Kiyochi, it was too hot, Steph Kiyochi keeps it in front of herself, will she try and take the football, overran it, Delpos going with her, close towards the boundary line, it will find safety. It will go over the boundary line out of bounds. Sam and uh, Hammond. Sarah Hammond just gives a little knock to Kiyochi just to let you know, let her know. Yeah, I'm here. And all coming into her as well is uh, is Lang. They're getting stuck into Steph. Hainsey comes in as well to say what the hell's going on here. And we'll throw it back in. Bit of niggle on the game. Got to love to see it. Ball out the back door. Elise O'Day goes to the low spearing pass. Williams got inside it. Taken away by Lawless. Just slammed it on the oh. boot. Daisy Pierce. You can kick it anywhere, but you just don't kick it near Daisy because she'll hurt you every time. And she tries to center it up looking for Lang is it a 25 it isn't for me uh, not Lang rather Arnell and Arnell from 55 metres out, passes, it looks good towards Hammond, no chopping of the arms as it came across to Moorcroft, Moorcroft to Williams, kicks in towards the centre, but why, there's no one on there for her, sloppy mistake, back to Arnell, Arnell 52 metres out, yes, pressure, 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 and now we have Darcy here lining up just about straight in front, not that far out. It was it was a poor kick, wasn't it, Daniel Hill, by, by Lisa Williams. Why kick into the centre when there's nothing on? Dead side, dead side, dead side. Yeah, she just mishit the kick. That's probably her third or fourth mistake of the game, Lisa Williams. She's been under the pump, but yeah, I think Darabin have hit bully mode, and they're starting to beat up on Diamond Creek here. And Darcy Vescio comes in, and she has missed. Are they letting Diamond Creek off the hook? Who's letting who off the hook? Both sides struggling into the breeze. 2-5-17, Darabin, Diamond Creek, three behinds. And it all started with Jane Lang's forearm landing in the back of Steph Chochi's head. So, Corrigan to get a clearing kick out of defence for Diamond Creek. 
It's a pretty poor one. It's going to work out in favour here of Darabin O'Day. Now, it went out on the full, and a free kick will go the way of Diamond Creek. In the right back pocket. And to take it will be Dylan. We talked about Diamond Creek not making full use of the breeze, but neither is Darabin at the moment. It's a great result for Diamond Creek, who's still hanging this game by the skin of their teeth. You feel they need a goal. Yep. They need a goal. Dylan sends it up along the boundary line on the broadcast side, looking for Sibonella, who takes a strong mark. Well held. Half-back flank, broadcast side, right on the 50-metre arc in front of Daniel Hill. Zibanella kicks it up. It's a high ball towards the wing, close to the boundary line. Noins had it knocked out of her hands, picked up, though, by Seacombe. Ran off traffic, then gets another clearing kick, but no one there. Bibby takes the mark. Centre wing on the broadcast side. And Bibby just looking around for some options, wants to come back inboard. It could open up. The kick is pulled to Pierce, but Pierce is good. Pierce gets on the right foot. She took it off one bounce, looking in the Simpson direction, came off hands. Lang has to sell the candy. Here comes Simpson, runs the 35, and she's missed. Again. Oh, jeez, they've got all this momentum, Darabin. It's almost like they've got Diamond Creek on the ground, and they could lay into them and finish them off, and still, and still they're not landing that killer blow. 2-6-18, Darabin. Diamond Creek, three behind. It's amazing what pressure in grand finals can do. We spoke at quarter time, Katie, about the fact that there were so many errors that Diamond Creek let Darabin back into the game. That's exactly what's happening here. I'll come back to you in a moment because yep. Kiochi's kicked it towards the halfback flank. Oh! oh! Vesio with a great mark. She kicks it inside, attacking at 50. It's going to come back, though. And yeah, 25 metre penalty. Well, they've well. been hot on them today. So Vesio has it. She'll 225 today, and I think both Darabin's white. Against against Haynes for being inside. Oh, maybe looking at the umpire while being within the five meter arc or whatever. Well, well she was in the, within the five meter arc, and she'd just been kicked in the back after Vesio took what wasn't really a hanger. It was more of a, oh, it was a kick in the mark. back. It was a ripping mark. No, but it was. I mean, you've got to be allowed to get back to your feet, surely. Vesio comes in 45 degree angle, 35 meters out. That's the first. There you go. At the scoring end of Coburg City Oval, because that's a four to five goal breeze that we've got. And it's now Darabin, 3 6 24, leading Diamond Creek just at three behinds. 21 points is the margin. Halfway through the second term here on girlsplayfooty.com in the 2015 VWFL Premier Division Grand Final. Katie Lambeski. Biggest difference so far between the quarters. Darabin were able to run against the breeze. Darabin were able to work their way up. Diamond Creek have nothing forward, nothing forward of centre. Um, they're going over to that dead pocket. Why not try something different? Why not go switch into this pocket here? Try work yourself up. Try work up the ground. Try free up Steph Trotty to run the ball. It's not the, again, they've nullified Darabin to an extent, but they need to do more than that. Ball bounce in the middle of the ground. We'll see a throw-up again by the umpire. 24 plays three. 21-point lead to the Falcons here on girlsplayfooty.com. This quarter for the Falcons sponsor, Auto Clinic, for Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Ball is thrown up in the air, and away we go again. One out by Corrigan. Ball hit the ground, though. Trying to come through with Sarah Hammond. Got across to Pierce. Pierce put on the right boot in the Vessio direction. She's in red hot form. It just got knocked out of her hands by Haynes at the last second. Giroux had it. Got bumped away from her. Here comes to O'Day. Weaves through traffic. Got it back to Privatelli. Pummy Ashby. Her kick was a smother the last second. Ashby goes in there. Taken by Arnell. Smartest thing, just put it on the boot. Brennan! They're starting to get on top. You can feel it, can't you? Now, Brennan just needs to kick one through the middle for her confidence. And then they'll be really up and away. 
beating out Lawless in that situation. And this is the same area where they're taking, the, where she took that mark, where they hurt last year in the grand final. That 45 degree angle coming towards the grandstand yeah. side, but they took marks and kicked goals and put away Diamond Creek in the second quarter last year. So, Brennan, Katie Brennan from Queensland. Kicked four goals for the Western Bulldogs at Eddie Hatch Stadium in the second AFL Women's Exhibition match, which was televised just a month ago. Brennan from 30 metres out, slight angle. Bang! Straight as Oh, and they get stuck into Audley oh. straight away, and it's on. Brennan went straight for Audley, and there's pushing and shoving all over the place. There's pushing and shoving. Brennan wanted to uh, bump one of her teammates to give a celebration, collected Audley with a bump on the way through, and this is starting to push and shove. Daniel Hill, you're closest to it. And that's where the umpires have just got to pay a free kick straight away. It's a free kick in the centre of Diamond Creek. I can't understand why that's not a free kick. If Audley's allowed to say whatever she wants to say. They, she she comes in and gets steamrolled, and they don't give a free kick. But anyway, at, at the end of the day, this is where Diamond Creek, they've got to get the ball out of the yeah. middle. They need to get a goal now. They've just rattled in a way. They've... They've got a little in against Darabin. They need to take advantage of it now. Well, as you said, once Darabin get into their bullying mode, they really get away from sides, don't they? As it'll be Egan and Corrigan to go into battle in the ruck, but the bounce again poor. So we'll get a restart. It is a 27-point lead now to Darabin. 4-6-30 plays, three behinds. Diamond Creek haven't kicked a goal and desperately need one to stay in the contest. Umpire gets us back underway in the middle. Corrigan with the tap, going to end up in the hands though of Egan. She sends it forward, looking for Vessio, couldn't take the mark. She's able to gather it, then got brought to ground. Brennan roving, gave the handball off, looking for Lang. Juro in there, gives a handball out, looking for Kiochi. Vessio puts her under pressure. She was then stripped of the ball. Umpire calls play on, back into the hands of Kiochi. She's tackled again by Vessio. Ball on the deck in dispute. Brennan getting involved. Umpire circling, says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. 30 out from Darabin's goal. They lead by 27 points. Here on girlsplayfooty.com. And we wait for the ball up inside the forward pocket. Diamond Creek under siege at the moment. Vessio is the one that decides to go with the ruck contest. Vessio should be saying, got to get it right. Here's the kick out of defence by Haynes. Only went as far as Egan. Egan now decides to uh, square it up. Heading in the direction of Emma Oliver. Seekham went through. Ball spilled free. Here's a flying shot at goal towards the top of the goal square. Brennan went charging through. Got the football back. Goes to snap. How does it look? It's away to the right. And one behind given by the goal umpire. Full 731 Darabin Diamond Creek up the proverbial creek at three behinds. And this quarter, thanks to Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Hotterberg Heights, we're nearing half time here on girlsplayfooty.com. Can't help but feel that Dan Wall is about to break. Uh, one more goal, and I think it will nearly be game over. Kiochi played on out of the square, then sends a kick towards the halfback flank. Oh, it's going to come straight back in, though. Darabin uh, kick cut off by Kiochi, so she'll get another go at it. Is it a 25-metre penalty because the player didn't come back on the mark there? So that was Georgia Hammond. 25-metre penalty count, 2-1 to one, Darabin's favour. So Kiochi has it. Now Georgia Hammond being told to come back quickly or she'll give away another one. So Kiochi still inside defensive 50 for Diamond Creek. A lot on offer on the outer side. That's the direction that she goes. Pack forms coming across Williams. Couldn't take the mark. Ball on the deck. Coming through there was Callanan, who we haven't seen too much of in this second term. She's been taken out of the game. We'll get a boundary throw in between centre wing and half forward for Darabin on the outer side. It's a, it's a good note, Coxie. She's been taken out of the game because she's basically playing in the back pocket and Diamond Creek actually haven't had the ball in their half in this quarter. 
And trying to take it away now is Corrigan who slammed it on the left boot. Now going up the line towards the centre wing position. Lloyd's trying to run onto it and she does. Lloyd's then got caught by Tyndall. Ball spilled free. Still going to go in there again. Caitlin Smith plays on the tackle and it's all wrapped up. The umpire calls for a ball up. In there was Saxon as well. And we'll call for it between centre and half forward here for Diamond Creek. Up goes Egan, went out the back door, momentarily with Hogan, had it, Ashby comes in over the top, all locked up, umpire's going to call for another bounce. 31 plays three, Darren's way, girlsplayfooty.com, live at Coburg City Oval. Umpire just steadies himself and gets back underway. Diamond Creek need to make the most of this opportunity and they won't because the clearing kick went the way of Darabin, although Kiochi swallows it between centre wing and half forward. Isn't it frustrating? Kiochi's getting some marks and some kicks, but they're all in the back half. They are, and her kick is wide oh. and horrible. Out on the full, centre wing on the outer side. Daisy Pierce will take the free kick as soon as the ball is retrieved. Not many fans out there as she reaches over the fence and is able to get it herself. So Daisy Pierce, centre wing on the outer side. Darabin up by 28 points. Pierce goes up along the boundary line. It's a floating kick. At the back of the pack is Vessio. She just waited for it, but it bounced awkwardly for her. She was able to gather it. Gets a kick on the boot. Williams hovering. O'Day takes the mark. Gives the handball off right. to her teammate. And it will come back. Good pick up there by Pete. And it'll be a free kick to Williams on the halfback flank out of side. Hey, Lembeski. Yeah, it's tight. Tight, but Simon Creek are really standing tall and really, at this point, just really denying Darabin much, trying to run it up there and not quite getting the score on the board, though. And taken away here by Daisy Pierce, who decides to load up inside the 450. Steph Kiochi backs back, takes a lovely mark. A chopping of the arms either way, she'll get the ball. And she has it, uh, 45 up in defensive goal. Decides to go for a pass close towards the boundary line, looking for Adard. One bounce and over. Well, Darabin, surprising when you look at it, they've only kicked something like two goals something this term. I think, what was it, two goals? Two five. Two five. So it hasn't been an absolute smashing, but because Diamond Creek didn't use the most of the wind in the first quarter, it looks like a country mile distance when you say 28 points. Taking it away there is Williams. Lost it, got it back again, tries to open it up down the corridor. They're being game, but there is absolute stilly squat on, and it's taken away there by Arnell. Arnell went in the O'Day direction. Umpire said in the back against O'Day, and Giro will get the free kick. Kira Giroux from Sydney, now at Diamond Creek, at centre-half back, looking for some options. Nothing on down the corridor. In fact, there's Williams. Williams is saying, I'm hailing a cab. Come towards me. And she says, no, I take Uber. And she went towards the outer side. Goes in the Sibinella direction. Sibinella bouncing. Oh, lazy towards the football. Had support there. Hand pass by Adar towards Sibinella. Goes towards the centre wing. Turned over. They're just too disciplined, aren't they, Darwin? They're always that one kick back. And they take those easy marks. And they go with a short pass. And it finds Shannon Egan. Egan has it between centre wing and half forward for Darabin on the outer side. Short kick over the top to Dalpos. She's about 60 from home. Wants an option. Brennan was on the lead, but she goes further afield into the pocket. O'Day takes the mark. Strong hands over the top. Directly in front. 40 out. This will be a killer. Heading into halftime for Diamond Creek. She's got the wind at her back. O'Day comes in. Kicks from 45. It's away to the right. And just sneaks through for a minor score. So Darabin now... 4-8-32, leading by 29 points. Diamond Creek, just the three behinds on girlsplayfooty.com. There's nowhere near enough movement whenever Diamond Creek have the ball and when they're just hold, trying to hold it up. There's there's nothing for them. There's nothing going for them, and as a result, they're turning it over. Every, everyone in the defensive half of Diamond yeah. Creek as well. 
And Kiyochi goes from fullback towards the halfback flank, came off hands, jogging around his sacks whose kick was taken away on the breeze. One bounce, then over the boundary line and out of bounds. Got lucky. Daniel Hill out there on the boundary line. Yeah, Katie mentioned it earlier in the second quarter, guys. Is there any danger that they might come out this side, come out the commentary side and actually try and play the game? Diamond Creek just look defeated at the moment. They're just trying to get the half time. And over here by Sibonella trying to come through Sarah Hammond. She got crunched and the umpire says, your G-O-N-E gone, dropping the football. 4-8-32, Darabin, Diamond Creek, three behinds and girls play footy.com. Taken away by Cross. Her kick, though, is taken by Pierce, he just runs around kicks it towards the hot spot Brennan is there, oh, Ballcroft went too early let go, sits in her kick has just bounced him to the post and will register as a minor score 4 33 Darabin, three behind Simon Creek, it's an even five goals the difference and let's be brutally honest five goals is a very big margin in women's football but we continually say that it is a hey. five goal breeze as Kiochi comes to the broadcast side Katie Lambeski's happy about that, hey. Dylan's kick hits oh, up another target, take by Smith who plays on, has loins on offer, bounces nicely for her, just has to gather it cleanly and does just that Diamond Creek with a bit of play on the broadcast side, kicks it up, looking for a teammate, has it all to do on the half forward flank, it's Bernardi, she's able to trap the ball in, loins comes in to lend support, Bernardi eventually just paddles it along the ground, it's now at the half forward flank on the broadcast side, Bernardi went without it, ball over the boundary line and out of play in the hands there of Privatelli, but a first time this term that Diamond Creek has some control. 30 points the margin. I think they were just lulling them into a false sense of security to create some space out this side, but I don't think you need to do it for 20 minutes before you decide to change it. Uh, coming back in, though, is Cross. who tried to slap it back over her head. Ball bounced back to her. Got caught straight away by Pierce, and the umpire will call for a ball up. 50 metres out from the Creekers' goal, attacking the Bell Street end into the breeze. Bringing it down there is Egan, trying to come through his own day. Went without the footy, though. Privatelli is caught straight away. Besieged upon. Ball spilled free, though. Down to Emma Oliver from Pierce. Put the ball out into space. Sarah Hammond coming out afterwards. Does the uh, blocking work for O'Day, but the ball bounced to Hammond. Then she got caught straight away, shuffled across the boundary line. Taken away by the uh, by Loins, who put it right on the right boot. Went high towards the contest, 45 out from goal. Out the back is Tyndall, went through her hands. Picked off by Privatelli, who went back to uh, Pierce, who was one kick behind the play. Pierce decides to go for a switch. Going in there is Bazzali, tries to create the pressure. Ball now out towards the half-back flank on the outer side. Chochi might win the foot race. She overran the pill, though. Has to go back again. Going in against Callan in the contest. Is she hatching it? No. Ball spilled free. Reynolds got onto it. Goes out in the step. Simpson oh. direction. No one around her. Enough space there to build an apartment block of three. Kicks it in towards the Vescio direction. Vescio bounced off opponent. Goes to one-on-one. Hicks versus Brennan and Hicks went at best. Why rush? She had the time to lay off to another player, but she just kicked Schwinn and blazed away. And as a result, Hicks turns it over. But how much better was that from Diamond Creek to see them switching play and actually moving it forward? They look so much better for it. Well, lucky they took that mark because if Brennan and Mark didn't have a shot on goal, that would have been a killer on half time. But Diamond Creek, the body language very similar to what we saw last week when they went into the rooms, hands on hips. But I guess, if anything, if you were the coach, if you were Brad Lenneman at Diamond Creek, you'd look around to the Darabin girls and go, well, you know what, the funny thing is, the Darabin girls have done one or two claps, but they're not exactly high-fiving. A lot of them have got hands on hips, so I guess if you're using psychology, you're trying to hope to say, they're stuffed as you are. Can you get the character and go again if you're looking for that positive? I guess if you're Richard Delpo, so you're saying, 
We've done a lot of good work. One quarter really to go to finish the job. And now they can just afford to clamp down. Yeah. And they, they've got the ball in their court now, whereas Diamond Creek have it all to do. Very similar position to last week. And Daniel Hill is in the sun sitting there on the boundary line getting a very nice tan, or he's going to look like a lobster at the end of the day. Uh, what is the heat like down there, considering they actually haven't played in this kind of warm conditions all year? Oh, look, it's not too bad, Pete. It's probably a day where overwinds two singlets and today you only wear one underneath it's not that bad um, but the wind does take a bit of a kick out of it and I think as you've alluded to in the past Pete um, Diamond Creek they just need to come out and play footy um, I think you've said it to me for two years now sometimes they just stop playing um, in that second quarter they stopped playing but then all of a sudden they just showed they showed Darabin that it's not over yet but uh, you did note though when they did go out the other side, uh, Darabin, and bring the ball in for that last entry. They had four or five running on top of the ground out in open space. They're clearly the fitter side. It's just uh, whether they can maintain that in that middle part of the ground. Obviously, you can have the fittest forwards and fittest defence, but it's really all about the fitness here midfield. So, uh, to be honest, the Diamond Creek midfield hasn't done a whole lot of running. They've done a lot of chasing, but uh, the Darabin Creek midfield, uh, sorry, the Darabin Falcons midfield, whether or can actually maintain it because we saw Daisy drop off the back saw it go for they know that they've got to keep some special tickets in the tank uh, and they also knowing that they're on top they did something they very yeah just to say that one thing for Darabin is they rotated really well off the bench something you don't normally see them do so they know they've got to keep the petrol tickets in the tank with, uh, with the conditions above uh, today being that, say, 25, 26 at ground level. And it's the same thing we brought up last week as well when we talked about how they have that goalless quarter kicking with the Brisbane no. second term last week, is they've got to find a way, Diamond Creek, to hit up targets inside their forward line. A couple of times when they did come in, they saw that the pack, this is in the first quarter, the pack was forming uh, in the 45-degree angle arc towards the what they call 90-degree angle, which is straight on looking at goal. They saw that the pack was for me, but they still bombed in there, and no one had the peace of mind to say, can I offer a quick, short, sharp lead to a low pass in the pocket? Sure, it might still be 45 metres out, but it breaks it open and it forces Darabin to go, okay, we have to spread a little more. There's none of that. The ball's just bombing in, and while it's bombing in, I think as you alluded to, Daniel, what's just going to happen in the third quarter? Pierce is just going to go behind the ball and it's going to mark anything that gets bombed in because he's the best reader of the ball in the competition. Yeah, I love Brad Berman, but it's been a bad coaching move to start Stacey Cross and Sibinella in the goal square together. You've got two, uh, two big forwards out of the goal square. I don't know mentioned at previous uh, occasions during the season that Stacey Cross does a fantastic job playing centre-half forward on smaller grounds where a lot of the time she is defunct on some of these grounds that are a little smaller and you get a ground where she can actually play at centre-half forward and she's not there. So whether or not that, that's because she is a little bit injured and yeah, can't can't uh, go up the ground. It certainly hurt them because it means Bernardi's space is stolen, and we've seen her up the ground do some special things. But she's a she's a 30, 35 out. There's no point of getting the ball on the wing and doing something magic because she's not kicking it to herself. That's almost the question. They've almost got to push up and have the biggest kicks in the competition standing at 50 metres out from goal trying to unload and just trying to... I mean, you're not going to get Pagan's Paddock when there's a win. The Darwin will put numbers back, but you've got to find something that allows Bernardi to get some space. In fact, you've got to almost tell people, everyone lead towards directly in front, leave the pocket open as much as possible and leave it strictly for Bernardi leading to the pocket. I think I think she's the key player, Bernardi, in this second half. I think she, her work rate's got to step up. Yeah. 
Same thing as well. I mean, if you look at one thing, Stephanie Kiochi, she got a lot of ball in that second quarter. That's because she was in the back line doing what Pierce was done. Did one kick behind the ball, taking marks, having to kick out and clear. I think because she's now got her hands on the ball and has had a bit of a kick, I think if you're Brad Letterman, you just got to tell Steph Kiochi in this third quarter, you're on the ball. You're on the ball. Yep. Yep. You, you've got to, we need drive and we need it right now. And more importantly, it's not just big kicks. It has to be low, spearing passes, smart with the football. Yeah, they just need to be, they just need to be smart about the way they go about it, particularly entering forward. It's not, the, they weren't able to do much, but when they, when they did switch play, when they did run it up, they looked so much better for it. When they came out into this pocket here, they looked so much better for it. They have it in them to beat Darabin, but they just haven't showed it in this half, unfortunately for them. And the great thing as well about the Darabin forwards, and, and we see that whether it be Arn Allen half forward or Brennan in the goal square, they're getting corridor side. They're opening up Diamond Creek. With Diamond Creek, you're getting caught out wide every time. And when the ball is on the rebound, now just gets in towards the middle of the ground, receives the hand pass, kicks it in. You've got a high-flying Vessio or you've got the tall hands of Brennan, and that's just headaches. The other thing you've got to think too, at the same stage last week, a very similar margin for Diamond Creek. Can they do it twice in a row? Can they dig deep with it? Heard from Brad prior to the match that said they told each other a few home truths. Is it up now to the coaching staff to come in over the top and say, this is what you have to do? I'll be brutally honest, no. They might give it a shake. They might give it a little bit of a shake for the third quarter and and try and put up the contest. I'm not expecting them to lay down by any any sort of the imagination. Pete, it's on your tactics. Unfortunately, I don't condone violence in football, but uh, someone's yeah. got to come out and whack someone. Uh, well, and that's and that's the funny thing. I mean, uh, as again, not condoning violence or anything by that matter, but I grew up in Broadmeadows, so take that for what you will. <laughs> but um, again, I've known sides they'll go, right, we're down, we're getting bullied, and they are getting bullied by Darabin. When Darabin are up and they're arrogant, they will bully, that's what they do best. And they'll do it within the rules, or they'll just try and bend it slightly to their favour. And that's what any side should do. Um, Tommy Cricket Essentially, if you were them, you've got to go, right, we've got to find a soft target. We've got to find a soft target for uh, for Darabin. And that's, you know, a good ball get up, but a soft target and just go clop and then just hope that Darabin focus. But the problem is that can backfire against you easily. If you clop someone from Darabin and then they get a goal, then they get more arrogant and more bullish yep. and then you're really stuffed. You can go each way. Yeah, exactly. It's a very risky bet. And the problem is... Or you could just run around like fairies. Having the in the first half and lose by ten goals. Uh, well, you know what? It's very deliberate. The if you can see what had happened with um, with um, with uh, Shay Audley, they were very very clever in who they targeted when when Brennan came out and got Audley. And there's three of them that got around her. They know the heart of Diamond Creek, the heartbeat of their side, the one that gets the ball, the one that gets them into the game is. Audley, and she's also a vocal presence out there. They're getting into her. They're bullying her around. And if they got Audley quiet and worried, that's the heartbeat worried. That's the heartbeat quieting down to the side. And someone from Diamond Creek has got to stand up and say, ah, ah, not take, not having any of this. The other player too that penetrated the 50 a lot of times in that quarter, Moorcroft, Lauren Moorcroft. Yeah. Didn't see much of her in that term for Diamond Creek. Be expecting a little bit more. Well, she's having. A, well, they've got a defence that's got a massive hole in it, so they have to leave her down there. But you've got to ask the question: If this is the quarter, this third quarter's make or break. Do you put Moorcroft in the middle because she kicked the winning goal last week? Get on the ball. She's a quality player, and not only that, Moorcroft doesn't mind a bit of push and shove. So if you're going to have the player that goes, ah, ah, I'm going to, I'm going to shove back, and I'm really going to serve it up to you. 
maybe Moorcroft's the one that has to fire up because if Moorcroft fires up and they focus on Moorcroft firing people up, then maybe Audley can break free and then maybe Kiyochi can get on the ball and the chain reaction begins. It's a risk, but your five goals down at half time, you can't be left wondering. You need to. Last day of the year, win at all costs now for Diamond Creek. They have to chuck the magnets out the window and yeah. say, play ball. As we get ready to get the goal kicks in just a moment in the half time break, Daniel Hill, what did Diamond Creek have to do? to get in the contest they've got to kick the first three goals it's pretty simple really um, they've got to get the ball out of the middle and they've got to let, they've got to not let Darabin strangle the game which is what they did so well in that first quarter uh, every time there's a boundary throw in hit it to the back Take a, just get it in the open space if if Darabin run up the end and kick three goals to none and you're seven goals down at three quarter time well who cares you've got to you've got to take the game on there's no point no point dying wondering at this point because it's five goals and it might as well be seven or eight it should be uh, you've got a little bit of a, a window of opportunity you've got to go out and take it you can't just sit back and wait as they have in the first half goal kickers at half time Matthew Cox all single goal kickers so far and obviously only for Darabin as well Katie Brennan uh, Jane Lang Aliso Day and uh, Darcy Vessio also the only goal kickers for Darabin who lead by 30 points 4-9-33 Diamond Creek just the three behinds we'll take this opportunity to take a break here on girlsplayfooty.com via the tuning app when you search for Girls Play Footy and 89.1 FM at the ground it's Darabin 4-9-33 leading Diamond Creek three behinds at half time thinking about selling your home or looking for a company to manage your property investments with offices in Brunswick Carlton, Northcote and North Melbourne, Hocking Stewart are the experts in Melbourne's inner north. Hocking Stewart takes the hard work out of selling by offering the unique service of preparing homes for sale, including property repairs, property styling and furniture hire. For a free property appraisal from one of our friendly and reliable team members, call Hocking Stewart on 9340-1900. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club are proudly supported by Jets Greensboro and Lorimer. Jets is a 24-7 gym that offers no lock-in contact contracts, low rates and access to over 250 plus clubs across Australia. For those looking to improve your health and fitness and looking to train indoors throughout this winter, head down and see the team at either Jets, Greensboro or Lorimer. Mention the Diamond Creek Women's Football Club and we'll waive the $89 joining fee. It's that easy. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club, powered by Jets. Come on, Creekers. Here, get along. I'm here about the car. Hi, um... Yeah, a few boys wanted to come over in case you join. I mean, look at the car. (laughs) Oh, I need to sell my car fast. Need to sell your car fast? At sellmycar.com.au, we will buy your car. Cash for your car, fast. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials, midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am, seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley Train Station. If your car's not performing at its best, drop into Auto Clinic. Auto Clinic Heidelberg has been your local mechanic for over 25 years with a great reputation for superior customer care and quality car servicing. 
pre-purchased inspections, routine servicing, brake and clutch replacements, auto electrical, all that and more. Covered by an accredited VACC member. Auto Clinic, Form Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Call 9459-6952. Proud sponsors of the Darabin Falcons. Hi, this is Craig Lowndes for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Get behind the wheel of a V8, or any car for that matter, and it's all about being in control. Get behind the wheel after you had a few drinks and you risk losing that control. You're much more likely to cause a crash or even kill someone. So before you drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink or pull your money together to share a taxi. The life you save might be your own. Do you know someone with macular degeneration or glaucoma who's finding it hard to get around because of vision loss? They may have recently had a fall or you've noticed they're no longer able to find their way around safely. If you do, you should contact Guide Dogs. They help people just like this to stay safe and active. And it's a free service. To find out how Guide Dogs assists people with impaired vision to stay safe and independent, call 1-800-804-805. That's 1-800-804-805. This is Danny Green. On a night out just like this, take it from me. One punch can be deadly. Thrown in anger, without warning, without gloves, it can kill. One punch can end their life and ruin yours. It takes grunt to throw it. It takes guts to walk away. One punch can be deadly. Authorised and spoken by Danny Green, Perth. Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. It's the BWFL Premier Division Grand Final at Coburg City Oval. Peter Holden, Matthew Cox, Katie Lambeski and Daniel Hill with you for the call on girlsplayfooty.com, which of course is the first ever commentary team to call one full season of women's footy. It's never been done in the 100-year history of female football. It's been a privilege having your commentary, your company throughout the season, including, as we uh, alluded to, Matty, uh, during the pregame show, that famous last round where it came down to the two games and one kick decided the difference out of who would make the finals. And, of course, last week's incredible game where Diamond Creek won by a point. And Katie Lambeski, the question can be asked, do Diamond Creek have the character? Do they have the petrol tickets? Do they have the footy smarts to do it all over again and pitch the game? We're about to find out, but I don't think we saw the best of Diamond Creek in that half. I think they have something. They have one final charge left in them, and it has to happen now. It has to happen in the first 10 minutes this half. They need to, I would love to see them kick three or four just to make this game alive again. Um, I think they have it in them. They definitely have it in them because we haven't seen it. I think that because we haven't seen it from them yet. Um, look, I think it's now the time they have to ask themselves, how do we want to go out? Do we want to go out without a wimper or do we really want to take it up to Darabin? Don't die wondering. It's a grand final. It makes no difference. It makes no difference now. Now's the time to throw everything at them. Leave nothing in the tank with no stone unturned and we'll see where that gets them. I go back to last year's grand final where uh, Darabin had the breeze early. They got the jump. Diamond Creek came back for about a goal or two down at half time. And then there was a shot on goal, I think it was into the breeze by Diamond Creek at the start of the third term, directly in front. And it ended up being an absolute shocker. I think it either went through for a point or out of bounds of the full. It was a terrible kick. And out of that play, Darabin quickly got it down the other end, kicked the goal, and that just snuffed out Diamond Creek's momentum. It was all done. Yep. I think the moment is here that as much as Diamond Creek's risking it, They've got to make sure that Darabin don't kick a goal early in this third quarter because if they do, all over. No, 
Uh, absolutely. Attack. I think the key now is to attack. You have no other option at this point. You just have to blast it forward, put them under pressure, because as we saw in the first quarter, Darwin was scrambling around. Darwin were trying to find answers to it. So, again, it's the pressure. It's the pressure that's going to be the key, and they really need to put a score on the board. If they kick the first three in this quarter, we have a game on our hands. And, of course, Dabram doing what they always do, come out on the ground, do the windmills with the arms to try and warm up. No other side does it. The rest just walk out there and walk to their spots. Diamond Creek. If I look at the forward line, Daniel Hill down there on the boundary line, it looks like Shay Audley's been moved into the half-forward flank, and it looks like Amelia Barton around centre-half forward. And I think they're still using the same old tactics. Sibonella sitting in in the forward line, not deep enough, but still the forward. I'm trying to find, where's Cross? Yeah, she's been starting on the bench, Pete, so she'll come on probably midway through, as you said, came under the cloud, and she came off uh, for most of that second term. Obviously, the ball wasn't down that end, but she wasn't there, so, um, yeah, didn't play a much part in that second term, and we'll start on the bench here. In, uh, in the third quarter, which is interesting in itself. To get us underway for the third term on girlsplayfooty.com, Matthew Cox. Key matchup in the middle, Steph Kiochi on Daisy Pierce. Umpire to get us back underway. The second half of the 2015 VWFL Premier Division Grand Final. Egan gets the tap. Loins being held. Wanted the free kick. Umpire said play on. Ball out the back to Pierce. She gets it moving forward for Darabin. It's a high ball to centre half forward. Just swallowed on centre half back by the Creekers. You get a clearing kick. Looking out wide for Brazali. She takes the mark. Centre wing. Outer side. She loads it up. Wants the Sibonella direction. Had to come from a few deep. Got a punch away. Picked up here by Audley. Shrugged off the tackle. Got a handball to a teammate who kicks it into space now for Diamond Creek. It's a high ball inside attacking 50. Gretsch couldn't take the mark. Ball at the back. Numbers favour Darabin. Coming in though Seacombe. Good pressure applied. Stripped out of the pack by Gretsch. Has a shot on goal. Is it Diamond Creek's first? No, it's not. It's away to the left. Minus score for Diamond Creek. They badly needed a goal, though. Four behinds. So they trail by 29 points. Are now doing their kicking in duties, and she goes short to find Elise O'Day. O'Day now in the back pocket on the outer side. Decides to stick wide and close towards the boundary line. Hickey makes the contest, punches the ball away, and it goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. 45 metres out from goal, Katie Lembeski. Interesting to know, Lauren Bratali had a short option out on that wing there. She ignored it. She went long. She went long to Sibonala. Smash it forward. She took the risk on. As was odds deep in their forward line now. Every chance to score from here. Ball to be thrown in as we wait. Sibonella beats out Egan. Used the body work. Hickey to it first. Got knocked away from her. Ball went to ground. O'Day comes in. Lays the tackle. And Amelia Barden going nowhere. And we'll call for a ball up 50 metres out from the Diamond Creek goal. Umpire gets us back underway. Tap went the way there of Corrigan on the deck. Well wrapped up. We'll get a secondary ball up. Still on the 50 metre arc for Diamond Creek. So when the ball's deep, they're putting Sibonella up around the pack, which leaves Gretchen, Bernardi and the goal scorer on their own. Dan Hill down on the boundary line as we'll get a third ball up, still on the half-forward flank on the outer side. Oh, better niggle, Daniel Hill. Yeah, again, just a little stray one getting thrown in there. I think the umpire's finally pulled out a free kick too. And it's going the way of Katie Lyons, who's 55 metres out from home, loads it up long and high. Primatelli goes flying, almost has stolen away from her, and the umpire says it's a mark. Gretsch. Gretsch has taken it. Now, this will be an interesting uh, situation. She's kicking from the dead side of the ground with about trouble kicking goals. Money in the bank, Pete. 45-degree angle. She kicks this. Creekers are alive. You feel she misses it. They're going to be flat, and this is kind of reminiscence of last year's grand final. Brittany Gretsch. 
coming in. He'll be putting boot to ball from 40 metres out on a 45 degree angle for Diamond Creek. Hina was the city end. And uh, a bit like musical youth, she kicked the footy to the left-hand side. And that will register as a minor score. Diamond Creek, five behind. Darabin, 4-9-33. This quarter, thanks to the good people of Jet, Greensboro and Lorimer, sponsors of the Creekers. O'Day heads back towards that dead side. Floated over the top of the pack. Pushed forward into the hands now of Privatelli. Got boot to ball and then found the boundary line. About 70 around from Diamond Creek's goal. Darabin, 4 9 Plays Diamond Creek, just the five behinds, 28 points the margin. Early stages, third term in the 2015 VWFL Premier Division Grand Final on girlsplayfooty.com. Umpire gets us back underway. Egan with the tap, Pierce fighting in. Couldn't get get it though. Seacombe hovering. Good tackle though applied by Loins. We'll get a ball up. We've moved now into the inside 50 for Diamond Creek. Sibonella that time around getting the tap. It's all wrapped up, though. We'll get another ball up back on the 50-metre arc on the outer side. This is where Diamond Creek need a third up. They've got to get it clear of this congestion. And Sibonella wins out in the contest. Taken away there by Dylan. Gets a little hand pass. Now Steph Kiyotchi puts on the afterburners. She runs the 40 metres out from goal. Kiyotchi has a goal! Captain's goal. Just like last week against Melbourne Uni when they needed a spark, it was Kiyotchi. And is that the spark again? Diamond Creek 1-5-11. They trial Darabin 4-9-33 this quarter for Jets, Greensboro and Lorimer on girlsplayfooty.com. 89.1 FM at the ground. Katie Lembeski. Darabin sort of fell into the trap of going to that dead pocket rather than making Diamond Creek think twice. Make the switch. Take it up the ground. They didn't. Diamond Creek clear, and that's all you see the goal. Chachi Bursway finally gets into a dangerous position, forward of centre, kicks the goal. You see what that does. Bit of confidence now being shown too by Diamond Creek. They've got a little spring in their step. The umpire to get us back underway in the middle. 22 points is the margin. Early stages, third term on girls' play. Footy.com back underway. Egan with the tap. Pierce bumped off the footy. Loins coming through. Couldn't collect it. Ball on the deck. Kiyotchi fit the handball out. Looking for Corrigan. She's able to get it. Runs off the pack. There's a few players sore behind play as well. The kick is high to the half forward flank on the broadcast side. Sibonella had it punched out of her hands. Getting rid of it there was Audley. Handball comes away here of Kinross who kicks it high but it's going to be swallowed by Diamond Creek. Centre half forward. They penetrate the 50 now with a wobbly uh. kick over the top. Mark taken by Hickey. And that's the player you don't want to kick it to because Hickey's very smart. She kicked it sideways to find Arnell. Arnell now working sideways for Lang. Just bounced on the paint. It was finding touches, they'd call it in rugby league. And uh, we will have the ball thrown back in. Just in front of the the Darwin coaching bench with Richard Delpas looking on. His side at the moment leading by 22 points and they'll be kicking into the breeze for this third term. Back into play. Up goes Corrigan. Brings it down. Loins try to charge her way through. She gets dumped straight away and the umpire will call for another bounce. Boundary side, Daniel Hill. Yeah, but you can just feel this one lifting up a little bit and Loins is really hurt. She um, she caught one on the collarbone before and now she's copped a corky. So she should come from the ground, although she's made of something else, Katie Loins. I think she still wants to turn around and keep going. Maybe a bit winded. We'll have another ball up. 22 points of difference. Darabin's way this quarter for Jets. Greensboro and Lorimer. Center wing position on the grandstand. On the, uh,
inside of the ground, trying to take it away there was Sarah Hammond, got it across to Daisy Pierce. Pierce got it on the left boot, an unusual uh, errant kick from her, goes out towards the wing position, but it picked up by Jane Lang who put on the afterburners, went lower towards the forward line, got to be good with a kick, and Vestio cuts away across in a 2-1-2 she takes the ball, she is 55 metres out from home, she looks further ahead, Georgia Hammond might be a lead, she had Arnell on short, takes her time, takes a very long time then kicks towards the pocket, heading in the Brennan direction, and she's too good Put it in front of her. She takes a mark. She's lining up 45 degree angle from 45 metres out. Katie Lembeski. That's where the absence. Uh, that's where the absence of Tanya Hetherington really bites. Again, Katie Brennan just having that extra edge, having that class just to get free of a teammate. Probably will, the kick will fall short here, so we'll see where it goes. It needs to be a big kicker to the breeze, but we know Brennan is a big kick. So the question is just the accuracy. She gets on the right. It is going across the face. Vestia flies! And takes the mark, Darcy Vescio. Gee, she's good in the air. And she'll now be lining up. Again, a 45-degree angle, but this time for 15 metres out. Shouldn't have any problems, Katie Lembeski. She's gotten away far too easy from her opponent there. She's in the key moments as well. She did it in the first half as well. She just gets away from her opponent, takes a big mark, steadies Darbin a bit, and who, um, think I'm backing her to kick this one. Darcy Vescio to put one nail in the coffin against Diamond Creek and it is straight over the goal of Pius Hat 5-9-39 Darabin Diamond Creek 1-5-11 this quarter thanks to the good people at Jets Greensboro and Lorimer sponsors of Diamond Creek you're listening to girlsplayfooty.com Matthew Cox yeah well that, that's a killer isn't it for Diamond Creek they did what they had to do get all the momentum in the opening stages of this third term and that one just went against the play. Let, let me put it to you this way. The life support machine might still technically be on for Diamond Creek, but they've called for the priest. Yeah, you summed it up well when you said one nail in the coffin, Pete. Uh, guys, coming off the ground, Katie Loins. She still hasn't left the interchange gate. I think she might have re-injured her knee. I hope that's not the case, but that would be insult to injury. Dan Hill down on the boundary. Ball in the middle. Pierce got collected. Picked up, though, by Darabin. Handball over the top from Hammond to Callan, who just ran away from traffic, sold a bit of candy, took two bounces. Oh, the second one wasn't too good, but she was able to gather it, sends it inside, attacking 50, contest, no mark taken. Ball now at centre-half forward, in dispute, coming out to meet it. There is Simpson, able to get rid of it cleanly, just pumped forward there, back into the hands of Simpson. She was dumped off the footy. Handball comes away of Diamond Creek. They get a clearing kick out of defence, but straight into the hands of Sarah Hammond, is in the middle of the ground. And Hammond decides to take her sweet little time. Waits for play to open up. Where she will go? She'll go with a short little spearing kick. Didn't quite work out. The, she's got support though. As Oliver got it across to Egan. Egan went long towards the forward line. Uh, trying to make the contest is Brennan. Moorcock went with a hurried hand pass. Sold Haynes up the creek. Ball hit the deck though. Trying to go in again is Brennan. Had support in there and Jane Langer shrugged off too. Went with a hand pass over the top. In came Adda. Slapped the ball to ground. Don't know what she was doing. Hickey was appealing for the free kick. Didn't get it. In goes Oliver as well. Over the top is Charlotte Dillon. The umpires come in, blown a whistle and said too high. Free kick to Diamond Creek and some much needed relief from the defensive 50. It's a case of anything you can do, I can do better by Darabin. Darabin just finding that little bit, that next gear, having that too much for Diamond Creek and it's uh, it's very obvious to tell now. Saxton had the ball knocked out of her hands by Pierce on the centre wing broadcast so, side. Someone's been carried around on the stretcher, Daniel Hill there on the boundary line. Yeah, I think it's Katie Loins. That's, um, that's the game, boys and girls. That's the game. Yeah, and they, they looked pretty shattered on the bench down there. 
So Hammonds, handball, looking for Arnell. It came at her feet. She was able to gather it. Kick, though, cut off by Corrigan. Gets boot to ball. Centre wing in a bit of space. Darabin first to meet. It'll be Egan. She's pressured, though, by Williams. Was dispossessed. Ball paddled towards the boundary line by O'Day. She got boot to ball. Gained an extra 10 metres. It will go out of play. No, kept in by Darabin. Hovering around centre wing, broadcast side. Kinross just waited it for it to bounce. Then had a fresh head shot at it. Pierce tried to do too much. Got spun around. Egan's kick was smothered. It's intense stuff on the centre wing. Diamond Creek picked up by Kiyochi. Handballed in front of herself. Gained 10 metres. Ball between centre wing and half forward on the broadcast side for Diamond Creek. Trailing by 28 points. 1-5-11. Darabin, 5-9-39. Just about nylon mission on possible for Diamond Creek. They'll keep going, but... The task has been made a hell of a lot harder. Steph Kiyochi goes in there, gets one too high, gets a free kick on centre wing. They need to be smart with the football. They really haven't been today, Diamond Creek. They've won a lot of the ball. Their pressure was brilliant in the first quarter, but what they do with the pill just hasn't been that great, and that's why, of course, Darabin at the moment have got a comfortable lead on by 28 points. There's the short kick. Seekham, now on the right, long, high on the forward line. Here comes Gretsch, parked underneath it. There is uh, Hogan, slapped it close towards the boundary line. Seen over in the end by Sarah Hammond. And can I say, with it just it brings a, a warmth to my heart that Stacey crosses jumper punch someone. <laughs> Someone's actually done something. Ball to be thrown back into play. Banks Daniel Hill as he throw it back in. Egan at the back, won it. Pierce gets on the right boot. Kicks it in towards uh, space. Haynes got turned inside out by Lang. Lang went the punch there to collect. Now she has to collect. She's got three to beat, and she dribbles it along the ground. They appeal for deliberate. They look at the boundary, uh, look at the field umpire, and he's having none of it. And says, let's throw it in. So we will on centre wing on the Sydney Road side of the ground here at Piranha Park, Kobeck City Oval. 5-9-39, Darabin, Diamond Creek, 1-5-11. Umpire gets us back underway. It floated over the top of the ruck contest. It's going to be almost gathered by Cross. She's just paddled it forward. Now gathers, gives a handball to Williams. She ran into trouble, able to get the handball away in time. Into the hands here of Smith. She ran into trouble. Hammond coming through, gave the handball to Hickey. She was dumped. Ball on the deck in dispute. Half forward flank, broadcast side. We'll get a ball up. Poor old domino effect. Sibonella shoved Hickey, who unfortunately crashed into Anna Saxton. Yeah, and Saxton getting up very gingerly and a bit of a hobble too. Umpire gets us back underway. Clearing kick comes away there of O'Day. It goes out on the full though, so free kick to go the way of Diamond Creek, and it will be Williams to take it. Attard is in the centre of the ground, but being watched by Vescio, and Pierce is covering that territory. Sibonella is the one working wide towards the boundary line. The kick in from Williams is long towards the contest. Kick in front. Oh, from behind. Oh, and the umpire's given a little shove. Oh. Kevin Bartlett rule hand in the back there by Saxton, who goes for a dangerous kick across the face and concedes a point. <laughs> the Bills think he's gone. <laughs> Guess you make one mistake every 17 games. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> And Arnell will kick it back to herself to bring it back into play. Now goes the kick towards Hickey. Guess who? Who kicks it out to the side going, I better, I better make up for my mistake earlier. And then heads to Kinross, who got turned over. And the umpire said, oh, holding very unlucky. I thought it was dropping either way. Hair passes off to Pierce. Pierce says, this is how you do it. And she manages to pass it lovely to Emma Oliver on the outer side of the ground. Oliver has it between centre wing and halfback for Darabin. The kick up looking for Vessio finds her. She's now centre wing, out of sight. Darabin up by 27 points. It's a big kick from Vesio into the middle. Mark taken out there by Egan. Still centre wing. She decides to go short. Risky kick turned over. Mark taken by Diamond Creek. 
So I have to be smart with the kick. It's rushed. It's wide in the direction of Gretsch. Boundary line beats her. We'll get a boundary throw in. About 80 around from Diamond Creek's goal. They travel by 27 points. 1-6-12. Darabin 5-9-39. Halfway through this third term here on girlsplayfooty.com. Have to respect the character of Diamond Creek just to not let up, just to keep coming at Darabin and making them earn every little thing they're doing. And Egan, front spot, cross, nearly took it, got knocked out of her hands by Kinross, has to go again, cross, got a nice old shove, umpire set play on, in goes uh, Amelia Barton, in goes in Kinross as well, watching on there is Cullinan, there is Sibonella, and the ball is over the boundary line and out of bounds, the clock being chewed up, which is doing Diamond Creek no favours, and they're one down on the bench, and what a player to be down in Katie Loins, one of their major prime movers, as we wait for it to be thrown back into play, Sibonella wins it, but straight down the throat of Pierce, who read it best, which was the kick only as far as cross it got across the teammate oh and Juro he got caught straight away oh jeez umpire read on that and said that was holding the ball and the free kick going the way of Darcy Vessio on the half back flank out of sight Vessio goes short hits up a target it's Callanan she goes shorter again it's going to be cut off Juro coming across taking the mark no one's leading they're just standing flat diving creek making up for a mistake although it's very wide and that's two mistakes in a row for Juro ball out of play on the full free kick to go the way of Darabin Katie Lambeski maybe they are maybe they are done maybe they are out of petrol tickets it's just maybe now they're starting to feel the effects of last week's prelim it's just they're all hard but they're just the mind is willing but the body's just shot I think Arnell on the half-back flank decides to go short. Coming in, though, taking the mark is Diamond Creek. So they have it between centre wing and half forward. Oh, the kick was touched off the boot. Umpire calls play on ball on the deck, juggling it there. Reynolds able to feed a handball out. She then gets the kick away. It's going to be cut off. Juro, though, third time lucky, perhaps. She's a bit further in from the boundary line. She decides to go towards centre-half forward. Risky kick. Required Audley to do a lot. And she was under a heap of pressure. Pierce coming in to apply the tackle. So too in there, Oliver. Ball up. Corner of the centre square. Favouring Diamond Creek, who trailed by 27 points. 1-6-12. Plays 5-9-39. Darabin in front. And with one hand on the Premiership Cup. Umpire throws the ball up in the air. And away we go again. Sibonella brought the ball to Grounding goes Pierce, got caught straight away by Amelia Barton and coming over the top there as well. I think might have been Stephanie Chiocci. And the umpire says we'll call for another ball between centre and centre half forward for Diamond Creek. Audley went away with it, but it was taken by Arnell. Arnell kicking towards the middle of the ground. Haynes being held on to, get the ball in front of herself and won it back, but can't pick it up. Collected by Pierce on the way through. Sarah Hammond picks it up. Now switches towards the wing position. Cullen and beat out by Juro. Juro got it back, tries to take him on. Hair passes in front of herself. Here goes Reynolds. Little tag of the jumper. Reynolds close towards the boundary line. Juro elects to keep it in and then gets shoveled over by Reynolds and Callanan and we'll have a throw in now Katie Lines has come back around the boundary line, uh, a bag of ice in hand but she wasn't taken off on the stretcher from the ground so she will be allowed to come back on but her th- I think her day is done. Trying to come in there is Williams, Williams goes for the hand pass, coming through there is Simpson couldn't pick it up, going through Aliso Day Aliso Day is in trouble, she's gone yep. up Pinder for holding the ball now Diamond Creek have to be smart here with the pill They've got Darabin floating numbers back. They've got the option on in short, and they haven't seen it. No one's leading to space. Now now trying to go in there is Bernardi, and they're saying kick long, which is going to be rubbish. It's going to do them no favours. Gretsch tries to lead into space, taking too long. Indecision. Now they work it out. 
It was Gretsch that looped back. Everyone kept an eye on Gretsch and it allowed Sibonella to sneak around the back. She takes a mark directly in front. How does she have to kick from here downhill? Simple. This is her This is her range. She's a bit like Kappa. Anywhere inside 30, no dramas. She's got the low drop. She's just got to No start. dramas, tell the Eastern Devils. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's not start with that. Well, on that day, the win was in her face. Today, it's behind her. This should be a goal. Should be. Simonella. This punts the air. Kicks the goal. They won't go away. They're blinking. The doctor went for the life support, went to flick the switch, and there were some eyes blinking, and he said, well, just hold on just a second. Is the body still beating? Is the heart still there? According to Rebecca Sibonella doing the fist pump, it is. But the priest has got places to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Three. What's the score now? 3-6. Is that on our calculation or 2-6 there? 2-6. Two, 2-6. Two, six. Two, six. The scoreboard is just looking a bit wonky on the other side of the ground. But 2-6-18. Trials by 21 points. Darrowman, 5-9-39. This quarter for Jets, Greensboro and Lorimer. Sponsors of the Creekers, Matthew Cox. Back in the middle. Clearance needed here. Late stages, third term on girlsplayfooty.com by Diamond Creek. It's in the air. Kinross got first use of it. Good tackle, though, applied by Audley. We'll get another ball up. Still smack bang in the middle of Coburg City Oval. Beautiful afternoon for football. Here it's tapped out there by Corrigan. Ball on the deck. Handball out. Comes away here of Callanan. She takes one bounce, but it was poor. She then got bumped, and Diamond Creek have it on the half-back flank on the outer side. Williams kicks up. Saxton takes the mark. Kicks it inside, attacking 50 for Diamond Creek. Bernardi coming. Had it punched out of her hands. Tried to gather it. Couldn't do so. Ball on the deck in dispute. Comes away of Hammond. She's under pressure on the deck. Umpire circling, letting things go. Ball eventually pops out, and then he's wrapped up once again. Sibonella fighting in hard. Eventually, the umpire calls for it. 48 out from goal for Diamond Creek on the broadcast side. You've got a feeling this is like a one-minute window that Diamond Creek have here, and they've got to make the most of it if they're to have any momentum. Going up there is Kinross. Put the ball to ground. Simpson over around the ball. Going in there, Saxton. Going to be in the back. It was a tough call, but it was there. And I've been told to send a shout-out as well to Stacey Cross's mum, who uh, couldn't be here today, and her little sister's looking after her as well. So hello to the Crosses who are listening to how Stacey's going today on girlsplayfooty.com. I've got to retract previous statements then, Pete. It wasn't a jumper punch, it was just a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> yeah, last Stacey's mum coming around giving you a clip behind the ear, going, what are you saying about my daughter? Daniel Hill, I'll just tell you the address after the game. Uh, as the kick is by Simpson, moves it out towards the wing position. Going up through the air is Williams, couldn't bring the ball to ground. There is Hammond, Hammond tries to get a hand pass. There's a big old throw, umpire says it's fine. Gets it out towards Brennan, quickest player down behind play. Moving it towards the forward line, going forward to try and get it is Georgia Hammond. She lost it, bowled over opponent in Moorcroft. Moorcroft has to go again, ball on the ground, can't squeeze it out. In goes Datsun, in goes Kiyotchi, she can't get it out. In goes Oliver over the top. It's messy in there at the moment. It's all it's like my dancing on a Saturday night. Trying to come away with it is Corrigan. Kicks it out towards the wing position. Awkward bounce. Who's going to get onto it first? Going through is Ashby. They picked off their lawless. Put on boot to ball. Kidna was the centre of the ground. Nobody home. And it's going to be easy for Arnell. Although it's, she's under attack now. And a good tackle applied by Gretsch. Ball in dispute on the half forward flank. Picked up and then kicked away by Reynolds. Sees the ball go over the boundary line and out of play. Boundary throw in between centre wing and half forward on the broadcast side for Diamond Creek. They trail by 21 points, 2-6-18 to 5-9-39, Katie Lambeski. My respect for the Crickers has just doubled twofold. Um, just amazing fight, amazing character for them, just to, to find them, to find a way to really just attack them. Fantastic stuff, and they're making it a real game now. 
And as the ball is thrown back in, all of a sudden a traffic jam applies. Umpire calls to a ball up. Remember I talked about the window that they have? Daisy Pierce at the moment is sitting on the sidelines. So they've got the number one player off the ground. You've got to really make hay while the sun shines. Yep. As the ball is thrown up in the air, up goes Corrigan again. Wins the contest. Day tries to get the little punch going through. Kennedy got claimed, but got it away towards uh, the player in Williams. Williams got across to Simonella. Couldn't control it. Tried to get too fancy. Went in the Grinch direction. Held. Play on the umpire. Vissio is there. Gets on the left boot. Now gets bowled afterwards. It'll be a downfield free kick. And all of a sudden, there's a bit of shove. There's a bit of niggle. They're all getting involved. And Jane Lang has the downfield free kick. So Lang has it. Kicks it towards the centre wing. Pack forms. Good punch there from Corrigan. Ball on the deck in dispute. Picked up by O'Day. Got the handball backwards. Comes away of Brennan. Her kick around the body. It bounces back into play. I think she was searching for the boundary line there. Diamond Creek getting... Uh, sorry, Darabin coming in in Oliver. She was tackled and then slung into the ground. Umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up between centre wing and half forward for Darabin. And there's a lot of niggle out there. A lot of players around the footy. Fierce stuff. Late stages. Third term on Girls Play Footy Dot. Clearance comes away of Saxton. Bounces in front of Reynolds. Reynolds kicks a high floating ball towards the half-forward flank. Popped out of Brennan's hands. She tapped it forward in favour there of O'Day. She's able to gather it. Sends it inside attacking. 50 mark taken by Darabin and by Georgia Hammond. She'll take the kick on a very tight angle about 40 from home. And at the moment, with that earlier 25-3-1 Darren's favour, but that's the thing, you've got these umpires at a VFL or TAC Cup, you've really got to be disciplined on the spot, otherwise you are going to get punished. Georgia Hammond decides to go short into the pocket, risky kick, came out of the hands there of Callanan at the back, Diamond Creek defence under the pump, emerging with the footy almost there was Datsun. There's a flying shot on goal out of the pack. Now there's a free kick. No, it is one behind. So Darabin now 5-10-40, leading by 22 points. Diamond Creek 2-6-18. On girlsplayfooty.com this quarter for Jets, Greensboro and Lorimer. Girlsplayfooty.com being with you every round this year. And, of course, the trip to Perth. And, boy, did that hurt the financial status of the situation. As the ball is brought back in, Bikiochi who decides to go long, long, long down the center of the ground. They decided to take on the game. But the mark is taken by Bibby. Melissa Bibby is just looking around for some options. What's she going to do? She decides to go with a short pass. Is it good? Is it clever? It came off hands as O'Day tried to go to it. Went over her head again. Giotti was going with her, but it was taken out the back. That's a smart long kick by Lawless trying to find the Gretsch direction. Privatelli went with her. In goes Gretsch again. Reynolds tries to lay an attack along Saxton. Got her all wrapped up. And the umpire will call for a ball up. Centre wing in the VWFL Premier Division Grand Final. 22-point lead to the Falcons. Umpire gets us back underway. Corrigan with the tap. Good tackle applied there by Seacombe. We'll get another ball up. Still centre wing broadcast side. Three-quarter time as the siren sounds. 22 points is the margin. It was 30 at half time. So Diamond Creek able to eat in. They got their only two goals in that turn, but again didn't make the most of the breeze because they also kicked three behinds. Well, Katie Lambeski, talk about the toughest job in women's football. Diamond Creek to win had to kick four goals and they've got to kick them into the breeze sensing I get the sense from that from Diamond Creek that they believe they believe they can do it they're, they're not going to go away they're going to have to do this the hard way they can't just assume it's going to come to them even though they have the breeze Diamond Creek are going to run at them Diamond Creek are going to tackle them and they're going to go hard so it's just a matter for Diamond Creek of just keeping keeping to that attack 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 is the way to go try come out into the grandstand side try to when you come out defence come out into the grandstand side kick it for kick it far work your way to goal 
On the on the uh, ground at the moment, Daniel Hill, have you noticed any change in the breeze? Has it dropped? Has it been consistent? It's actually been quite consistent, Pete, which is very rare out here. Um, it's still 2, 3, 4 maybe uh, in the old, but yeah, 4 goals into the breeze. Probably impossible, but uh, you just never know. At the end of the day, uh, Darabin can't, can't stop playing footy. They've got to keep playing, and I'm sure that's what Richard Del Poss will be urging from his charges in the quarter. There's been plenty of twists and turns so far this season. Is there another one, Katie Lambeski? I'd love to say yes. I'd love to say yes, but uh, uh, again, four goals is a very big ask. Four goals from a team that has only kicked two so far in this game. I can't see it, but I'm, I'm just hoping more than anything that Diamond get the first couple of goals in this quarter, and it's just going to make things lift another notch. But the funny thing is, with about a quarter to go, Darabin at the moment are being kept to their lowest they've ever kicked against Diamond Creek. So yeah. tick in one box, considering yeah. the weak defence they've got today. But the problem is on the other side, and the problem that we allude to before the start of the call is where are the goals going to come from? And yeah. that's the big question for Diamond Creek. Brad Letterman's got to either keep faith in the current structure or he's got to throw it in the air. Either way, four goals down, you're gambling. You're looking at, you're looking at your hand, pre-flop. You've got a pair of twos. You've got to wonder if anyone else has got a pair. You're putting all your money in and hoping no one hits the board. <laughs> That's the situation. That's, that's, yeah, a very bleak situation at that. Let's have a look uh, at the goal kicks before we hit the three-quarter time break, Matthew. Yeah, Cox. so two goals in that quarter for Diamond Creek. One to Steph Chiocci and also to Rebecca Sibanella. And then two goals to Darcy Vessio and singles then to Katie Brennan, Jane Lang and Elise Day. And remember, you can stay in the conversation as well on Twitter by tweeting Girls Play Footy. Matt Marston is across that. And no doubt we'll also have some tweets uh, after this game for about 5.30 Melbourne time time from Christy Christy 99 that's Christy Williams Christy Christy 99 that's Christy Williams who's at the Division 1 Grand Final between West Adelaide and Morfordville Park in South Australia which is getting underway tonight. A lot happening today and Girls Play Footy has got it covered for you. We'll take this opportunity to take a break at three quarter time. Darabin 5-10-40 Diamond Creek 2-6-18 Do you know someone with macular degeneration or glaucoma who's finding it hard to get around because of vision loss? They may have recently had a fall, or you've noticed they're no longer able to find their way around safely. If you do, you should contact Guide Dogs. They help people just like this to stay safe and active. And it's a free service. To find out how Guide Dogs assists people with impaired vision to stay safe and independent, call 1-800-804-805. That's 1-800-804-805. If your car's not performing at its best, drop into Auto Clinic. Auto Clinic Heidelberg has been your local mechanic for over 25 years with a great reputation for superior customer care and quality car servicing. Pre-purchased inspections, routine servicing, brake and clutch replacements, auto electrical, all that and more. Covered by an accredited VACC member. Auto Clinic, 4 Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Call 9459-6952. Proud sponsors of the Darabin Falcons. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy. With all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials midday through to 9, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am 7 days. Days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy. They've been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley Train Station. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club are proudly supported by Jets Greensboro and Lorimer. Jets is a 24-7 gym that offers no lock-in contracts, low rates, and access to over 250 plus clubs across Australia. For those looking to improve your health and fitness and looking to train indoors throughout this winter, head down and 
and see the team at either Jets, Greensboro or Lorimer. Mention the Diamond Creek Women's Football Club and we'll waive the $89 joining fee. It's that easy. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club, powered by Jets. Come on, Creekers. Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com. Match of the day. It's not just a match of the day. It's the VWFL Premier Division Grand Final. Peter Holden, Katie Lambeski, Matthew Cox and Daniel Hill with you. What was said at the huddles, Daniel Hill. As we've got you on the boundary. Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, Richard Delpos just wants to get the ball out wide um, and play the, the outer side, which has been a tactic all day uh, when you're kicking with the wind. Uh, and he just wants to basically keep it out there and protect this side of the ground and, and just keep the game on their terms, which he believes they've kept it on their terms for the whole day, and I can't disagree with him. They're, uh, they're running downhill to the finish at this point. So the score shows Durban 5-10-40, Diamond Creek 2-6-18 at three-quarter time. We're about to get underway the final quarter. This is for Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Holderberg Heights. They are the sponsors of the Darabin Falcons. Darabin, 25 minutes away from their third flag in a row, their eighth in 11 years. Diamond Creek are either 25 minutes away from yet another bitter defeat, three in a row, or are they 25 minutes away from the greatest pinch of all time? We'll find out, and to get us underway, Matthew Cox. Umpire holds the ball in the air, siren sounds to mark the final term of the 2015 VWFL Premier Division season. And we are underway with a perfect bounce in the middle. Tap goes the way of Corrigan. Sharked out of the ruck there by Audley. Gets a kick towards the half-forward flank on the outer side. Picked up by Seacombe. It's a wobbly kick inside attacking 50. Doesn't favour Sibonella. Ends up in the hands out there of Ashby. She just boots, gets boot to ball. And it dribbles over the boundary line and out of play in front of Juro. On the outer side between centre wing and half-forward for Diamond Creek. Who trail by 22 points, 2-6-18, Darabin, 5-10-40 on girlsplayfooty.com. And the wind has died away a bit as well. You, you mentioned that just before the three-quarter time sign, but it has dropped a touch. Ordinary throw-in, didn't make the ruck when it was picked off by Corrigan off the bounce, who went with a high, high kick, close towards the boundary line, kept in turn, Arnell and Audley inside out, picked off by Sarah Hammond, could open it up through the middle, here comes Reynolds, Reynolds put boot to ball, going in the direction of Cody Brennan, who takes a mark, 70 metres out from home, no, stolen there by Kirby Hicks, got across to Steph Kiochi. can they open it up through the middle? They take it to Williams, they're taking the game on, Kiochi running forward with no one on her, but Williams wasn't quick enough. Williams now looking for Sibonella, going in her direction. Sibonella, big mark taken. No, she's dropped it. 52 metres out from goal. Goes with a hand pass back to Juro. Flat, low pass inside the forward line to Steph Kiochi. Kiochi up against the boundary line. Has to kick it around the corner. Mark taken. Push in the back. Oh, jeez. The Bernardi will be filthy. As, jeez, could that be the pivotal moment that snuffed out any Diamond Creek challenge? The kick is out of play. Now, pardon me, out in the direction of Egan. Taken away by Sibonella, who goes long towards the forward line. Over the head there of Cretch. Forward out the back. Foot race on Bernardi lurking around there. Here's the hurry kick away down the middle of the ground. Trying to find the direction of O'Day. Hammond is caught, dumped into the ground. Umpire threw away the whistle and set play on. Picked off by Williams. Williams went on the right boot. Went with a short pass in the forward line. And a mark taken by Bernardi. But she's got a job. She's got a task. She's 50 metres out on a 45 degree angle. Katie Lembeski. Incredible. Incredible football from Diamond Creek. I'm absolutely floored by this. First clearance out of the block. Tick. And now they're just taking right up to Darabin. 
fantastic football. Let's hope they get a goal out of this one. You just feel that the Bernardi mark wasn't a push in the back and it was a goal would have been a whole different scenario. But yep. this is going to be difficult. This is very, very difficult. 50 metres out, kicking into the breeze. 45 degree angle. Now goes long towards the top of the square. The ball is going to fall short. Came off hands. Who's there? Pierce gets it and just puts boot the ball and kicks it to the dead side. Ladies and gentlemen, Daisy Pierce is a limousine. She is silk, she is class, makes all the right decisions and just went for the dead side, saw the ball over the boundary line and out of bounds. It's a key difference in these kind of moments, isn't it? Just yeah. having that cool head, that class, just to steady things a bit and it's just huge for Darwin. Umpire to get us back underway. Boundary throwing between centre wing and half forward for Diamond Creek. Pierce had a fresh edge shot. It's all wrapped up by Arnell. Umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Still between centre wing and half forward on the outer side for Diamond Creek, who trail by 22 points, 2-6-18, plays 5-10-40. Back underway, Corrigan with the tap. Pierce running onto it, looks around. It's a wobbly kick to the centre wing position. It's met out there by Lawless. Gave the handball off to her teammate in Corrigan. Her kick was smothered, ball close to the boundary line on the outer side. Corrigan sends it up along the line. Fist applied, ball on the deck, picked up here by Callanan a little, well very cute kick around, worked out well though to Hammond it's a high ball to the centre wing position, pack forming, coming Nelly taking the mark there, Haynes couldn't complete it, works out in the favour of Darabin, they go towards Vessio at centre half forward who just gobbled it up she turns around, it's an open forward line, making the lead and taking a very good mark, Georgia Hammond this will be the game if she kicks it well, if you just go back three minutes, you go back to what that push in the back against Bernardi. It'll be the time that you'll look back at a video and you'll look back at it and you'll ask if it was the right decision or not. We don't know because, you know, we're seeing it in real time. We'll see it in the vision. But, you know, there are moments like that that will decide a side momentum if any side has a chance of making the final. But she kicks this game over. Georgia Hammond comes in. Good-looking drop punt fading to the left. Ooh. Is that a let-off cross for Diamond Creek? Minus score, sees it a 23-point margin. She tried to kick that to Federation Square. She said to go with an iron and she went with the driver. You know it's what? It, ridiculous. It, it doesn't matter because even if it's a point, it went down the back and that's killing the clock, which shoots Darabin because of the no-time-on rule. It's just quietly rubbish. There yeah. we go again. There we go again. <laughs> and again, the ball's uh, taken the so ball? long. The ball has gone out the back. It's actually at Fed Square. The ball has gone over the fence out the back. The umpires haven't blown time on. And what they don't realise is, is the clock is still... Ticking. I mean, as much as we don't think Diamond Creek will be able to come back, this this is my argument about the whole time on rule, that there's got to be times of common sense where you say goals or when the ball is booted a country mile out the back that you're losing game time. Yeah. You're losing a minute here. Can't, can't disagree and, with you. There, and we've seen a grand final won by a point, obviously just before us in the Division 1. We saw two preliminary finals decided by it when the ball was on the way back to the centre. So as much as people say, as much as both sides have... Same playing conditions, and that's all fair. We're being robbed of the football. As Lawless comes to get the ball back into play. Goes long, goes high. Vestio parked underneath it. She flies. Brought down to ground by Sibonella. Picked off there. Delpos kicks it around the corner. Georgia Hammond again. Goes flying. Lawless. Moorcroft is there. It's on. It's a foot race in the pocket. Oh, no way. Delpos. No, she couldn't quite bend it around. Brennan. One, two. Play on. on the umpire touch. Then she goes for the start. And she's just missed. Minus score. Ridiculous. 5-12-42. Diamond Creek 2-6-18. The Creekers aren't dead, but they're surely feeling for the pulse. <laughs> they're telling them to come this side as well, the Diamond Creek runner. Yeah, not a lot yeah. on offer, though. You can't not have someone side. like Brennan out there. 
Yeah, it's Lawless sends it towards the half-back flank on the outer side, roving it off the pack there, Hickey. Yeah, ends up in the hands of Kiochi. Gave the handball to Williams. Half-back flank out of side. Williams, it's a high ball. Parked underneath it and taking a mark is Callanan. Has had a pretty good game for Darabin. She's attacking side of centre wing for all the Falcons. She decides to stab it short. It was a risky kick. Popped out of the hands there of Hickey. Ball on the deck in dispute. Juro, he gets in there. And she's well tackled. Now it's back in the hands of the Falcons. They send it inboard in the Brennan direction. It's just wide of her. And she sees it across the boundary line and out of play. Boundary throwing about 20 metres around from the Darabin goal. They lead by 24 points. 5-12-42. Plays 2-6-18 on girlsplayfooty.com. Ball to be thrown back into play. Corrigan goes flying through the air, ball hit the ground and Corrigan took it out and she went with a gamble straight down the guts Red off there by Bibby, Bibby decides to play on, Dangerous tries to get around, Gretsch does so, now kicks in towards the hot spot Picky was flying high for the ball, O'Day is there, she can't pick it up, O'Day has to go again, she does, gets a little hand pass out, Pierce kicks it around the corner, in towards the forward 50, Adad had it, lost it, got knocked out of her hands, Bernardi went half hearted it went towards Delpos, gave up the little hand pass to Sarah Hammond that's the game. Sarah Heaven ices it. She's all over. Etch the Darabin name on the cup once more. And Darabin know it. They're Six, all over it. 6-12-48. Diamond Creek, 2-6-18. Five goals the difference. It's party time for the Falcons. Daniel Hill on the boundary. Yeah, they definitely know it's over, Pete. But again, just not being able to clear the ball where the creek is. And they had two or three opportunities to come out the, the commentary side. Going dead side. And it has killed them all day. And you know what the annoying thing is, is that when you look at the skills, they're pretty evenly balanced, Diamond Creek and Darabin with the skills, but what goes on between the ears, that's the difference. Darabin is so much smarter between the ears. The umpire bounces it back in the middle. Egan got a nail to it. Kiochi handballed it into trouble. Trying to shark one out there was Audley. Adard hovering. Audley fighting in again. Able to get the handball away. Now it's in the hands of Corrigan. She was stripped of it. Sibonella coming through. Imposing strength. Pierce wraps up her opponent. Handball out wide in the direction of Adard. Just paddles it along. Hammond coming through. Gives the handball back to her teammate who just puts boot to ball. Centre wing on the broadcast side. Bounced unfavourably for Williams. We'll get a boundary throw in. Centre wing broadcast side. 30 points is the margin. Darabin 6-12-48. Plays Diamond Creek 2-6-18. Here on girlsplayfooty.com. The first commentary team out of 100 years of female football to bring you every round live as it was Corrigan. Put it down the throat of Audley. Audley decides to try and come back inboard for Giroux. Giroux now goes for the hand pass. Dangerous because there's really nothing on. Finding Lawless who just went out into space. This is just sums up Diamond Creek's day. Just slam it on the boot and there's nothing to go to. There's no thinking behind the kicking. And going out there to kick it, uh, pick it up is Cullinan. Cullinan does it easy. Dances around Giroux. Goes back inboard to Arnell. Well, this could be a procession very short. Audley. Goes in the Pierce direction. At heart. Makes a contest. Coming out to Audley. Got caught by Pierce. Trying to get a hand pass away. Big bump laid off. Thanks for 
coming through Irish. There's Corrigan. She goes again. Kim Ross went with her. Picked off by little Datsun. Datsun shrugged him off. Went with the low spearing kick in the Hammond direction. Vesio is going there. Picked off by Moorcroft. Moorcroft back to the mummified <laughs> Haynes. Haynes now goes long. Out towards the back pocket. Waiting for it is Lawless. They've got tired players. There's nothing on offer. Goes in the Giro direction. She's going to beat out Lang. Giro trying to hold on to it. She got caught. All wrapped up. Ball spills very close towards the boundary line. Somehow kept alive. Now going in the Del Post direction. Got underneath it. Tunneled. Play on. In goes Georgia Hammond. Jumps on the ball. Haynes is lurking nearby. Pops out. Barton going forward. Goes against Hay. Barton keeps knocking in front of herself. Barton takes it. And I can take a breath. As it's kicked out, Dan Hill, there's a bit of an injury down there. Yeah, Chochi coming from the ground. Just another insult to injury. She's done her ankle. As Pierce takes the mark, centre wing on the outer side. The captain of Diamond Creek going down. The ball goes inside, attacking 50. Brennan at the back. Now he took the mark. Georgia Hammond grabbed it, slammed it on the boot. It's good. Another goal there to Darabin. And now they are just extending the margin. 7 12 54 plays 2 6 18. Margin 36 points. Georgia Hammond, the last goal kicker. Party time. Party time for Darabin. It's just gotten away now. Uh, they just have that little bit much to respond to whatever Diamond Creek have thrown at them. And unfortunately for Diamond Creek, they've done it. Just looks uh, very ugly, unfortunately. And injuries to two very key players in Loins and Chochi now. Yeah. Uh, insult to injury if there ever was one. And D- Delpos strapping up her calf too in the forward pocket for Darabin. Well, I don't think they really have to worry about injuries or anything like that because they've got the game in the bank. They'll be happy with that. She's limping around and she's still going to play on nonetheless. 7 12 54 Darabin. Diamond Creek 2618 for Auto Clinic. Fort Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Sponsors of the Falcons. Ball is bounced in the middle of the ground. Corrigan going to go up for the contest. Missed the ball. In goes O'Day again. In goes with her. Attard got knocked away from her. Quickly kicked out of the middle of the ground. Down towards centre half forward in the Brennan direction. Ball bounced away with her. Hicks going with her. Ball sat in the front position for Sarah Hammond. Went with a hand pass back to Elise O'Day. Gee, she's been good today. Solid all day. O'Day now gets on the right boot. Kicks it in the Brennan direction. Through the hands there of Hicks. Waits out the back door to Arnau. Arnau trying to get a bit creative. It's up in the air. Doesn't treble the 15. Pion calls the umpires. Brennan knocks it to ground. Picked off by Melissa Hickey. Hickey goes for the goal square. Doesn't bounce through. Went through for a minor score. 7-13-55, Darabin. Diamond Creek 2-6-18 this quarter for Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Hotterberg Heights on girlsplayfooty.com. They've had their moments, Diamond Creek. They've had their chances, it's, but it's just not quite there. It just wasn't quite done for them. Just these little things, these little momentum killers that have just snuffed out whatever they were building up. And uh, Unfortunately, it's just this led to this now, and Darabin fully in control. As I say, it goes back to that game against surprisingly St Albans when they hit day where they had a massive breeze and they really didn't bury you. They just didn't hit up options. Yep. And that kind of football comes back to haunt them when it hurts the most. Yep. A big top there by Lawless. Picked out Pierce in a pack. She decides to go short, looking for Hammond. Punched out of her hands. Ball on the deck. Brennan lurking. Gave the handball in ball to Arnell. Ran around a bit of traffic and kicked the goal. Arnell with her first of the afternoon. Three goals in this term to Darabin. They're 8-13-61. Diamond Creek just the two goals, 6-18 margin, 43 points. And we're only halfway through this final term of the 2015 VWFL Premier Division Grand Final on girlsplayfooty.com. Well, it comes down to it, Daniel Hill, that they're missing four good players. Two at the start of the, well, five. 
They've lost Ernst at the start of the day, who didn't play, obviously, because of the kidney injury. Hetherington didn't play today. Nicole Paul didn't play today. And then you just take away now the class of Katie Lyons and Stephanie Kiyochi. <laughs> what side can go on losing that amount of injuries? Oh, you've still got to be able to get it done. I mean, you've also got to look over the other side of the coin about the, the Darabin players that are missing from last year. There's no Paxman, there's no Chiera, there's no, no O'Connor. So it's it's the same both ways. But, geez, Diamond Creek, they've acquitted themselves well. But, as I said, I would have liked to have seen them maybe kick against the wind in the first quarter because they are slow starters. And, again, it's hurt them. They've got to address that in the off-season. They just start games so slowly and get themselves into these tough positions. And, and you can't do that against Darabin because they, uh, they will keep that lead and they will keep you under pressure. And what we're seeing now, Katie Brennan, another mark inside 50. Once they get rolling, Darabin, very hard to stop them. Good kick by Reynolds. And, again, Reynolds, one of the newer players to Darabin and you can see that now she's lifting in confidence, she's hitting up passes and that's good signs for Darabin going forward for the years to come when players like Reynolds are doing good Brennan will be having a shot on goal now from about 50 metres out, 45 degree angle, looking for her second of the afternoon, taking her time and why not chew up the clock, you're ahead 61 to 18 on the scoreboard for Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights as the slow approach comes in Hand on the shorts, gives her a bit of a wipe. And someone got dumped in the goal square and Jane Lang and Brittany Gretsch. Gretsch knees Lang. And you can see that it's all just falling over now. So downfield or 50, we'll see what it happens. I think it's going to be, is it going to be given the Lang will allow Brennan to kick it? Tough to pick a best on ground today. I think no doubt Daisy Pierce will be one of the red-hot favourites. But kudos as well to players like Jane Lang have been working hard all day. Aliso Day who gets underneath the radar. And Vestio giving them something in the forward line. Certainly could all have claims. As Jane Lang directly in front. Two metres out. You'll bet she'll let them know about it as soon as she kicks it. I guess who's standing around lipping off? Shay Audley. In comes Lang. Bang! Straight through. She does the little wheels, gives the little punches, signals to Lauren Moorcroft. That's the bowl game. And 9-13-67, Darabin, Diamond Creek, 2-6-18. 49 points to difference in the final term. Thanks to Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. This is girlsplayfooty.com. And on special comments today has been the VU St. Albans Spurs, Katie Lambeski. Yeah, as you pointed out, Pete, Reynolds kicking that ball into Brennan. Again, you always have to have an eye on what you, what's going to come next. You have to have an eye on what's, what the future holds. And again, if more players like her get churned out in the Darabin system, then you're going to have a I pose the question, will next year maybe be the last year we see this type of Darabin side? They'll go for four in a row next year, no question about that. Who knows what Darabin will look like in 2017 after this National League comes out because no one knows who it's going to be played, how it's going to be played and when it's going to be played. Well, it would be nice to know, wouldn't it? It would be nice to know uh, by the powers that be what's going to happen, but... Yeah, if, interesting times ahead. As Arnell kicks it inside, attacking 50, laying over the top, Brennan, or she slipped over and was in space, but will get the free kick for a high tackle. 45 degree angle, 30 metres out from goal. Katie Brennan will line up for her second goal of the match. And this will just put the margin out to 55 points if she kicks. In fact, it's going to be Lang taking it. No, it is going to go to Brennan. I think she was just saying, I owe you one for last time. for that, <laughs> Getting that easy one in the goal square. Had it stolen off her. And Brennan's going, thank you. You gave it to me on the dead side of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brennan to come in. Bernardi standing on the mark at about 30 metres out from goal. Brennan 
A slow approach. Come on, then. Flips the ball in her hands, just taking time off the clock. It's the slowest walk-in you've ever seen. Brennan now, hop, skip, and a jump. Puts it straight through the middle. She's got two. Darabin have five in this quarter after the Sting went out of the game. 10-13-73, plays 2-6-18 margin. 55 points, late stages, final term in the 2015 VWFL Premier Division Grand Final. Well, it's the one thing I worried about, Katie Lambeski, and it's always a case when you play against Darabin. Once they get on top and they're four goals up and they feel they've got you snuffed out in the final quarter, they don't just get their noses in front. They well and truly finish you off. Yeah, uh, that's just that's just what they do. Uh, well-drilled unit. Everything you've heard before and then more. Not much else you can say about, but it's a, it's a great team. It's a well-drilled team, and I think history is going to treat them very well once the history of women's footy is written. Ball has bounced down. Up goes Sibonella in the rack contest versus Egan. Put it free. In goes O'Day. Tries to get a hurry kick. Has to go again one more time. Kick off the ground indiscriminately. Went out the space. Hard forward flank now for Darabin. Foot races on. Coming towards the grandstand end. Georgia Hammond trying desperately to keep it in. She does. Beats out. Haynes goes with a little hand pass back to Dassin. Who has to shrug one off. Now has a, well, I was going to say, side of goal. But she decides to square it up in the Brennan direction. Delpos is there, got past one, tried to hand pass to the second half specialist and Elise O'Day, got it back to Delpos, Delpos went back by hand, now the snap on goal from 45 metres out by Datsun towards the top of the square, Michelle and flying, couldn't quite pull it in, ball hit the ground, Lawless is there, beat her out to it, put the boot to ball, and the ball to the boot, you know what I said, third week in a row, screwed that up, uh, kicks it short, <laughs> I work at my vocabulary during the off season, kicks it short to Emma Oliver who have a shot on goal, probably will struggle for the distance, 45 metres out directly in front. So, Emma Oliver. Likely fall to the top of the square. That's where you've got to get Katie Brennan onto that. Try to get her high up in the air and see what comes of it. Good. Put it out to 61 points, the difference if she kicks this. As a shot. Yep, as expected. Oh, <laughs> I called it. You yeah. called it, Katie Lombeski. <laughs> it's just fallen into her life. She didn't even have to jump in the air or anything. It's just fallen in. Yeah, Diamond Creek uh, just looks shot, unfortunately. I, I saw Emma Oliver yelling out in Katie Brennan's direction. I think it was, you're shot at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> you, owe, you owe me one, yeah. So, Katie Brennan will be lining up for goal. 45-degree angle, kicking from 15 metres out. I'm just going to call the Melbourne Morgue. I've got 22 bodies here that need to be uh, taken care of. <laughs> We're in blue and red. Yeah. As in comes Brennan. And wow. this is... Oh, well. But you can't heckle her. No, <laughs> otherwise, you she, otherwise, she just turns around and says, I'm, I'm sorry. Look <laughs> at the scoreboard. The scoreboard. Yeah. And that moves them on to 10, 14, 74 to 2, 6, 18. Put it this way. 26, uh, 24 scoring shots, pardon. 24 scoring shots to 8. Yeah, the domination writ large. And yeah. probably the only team that really took control of the breeze in this game. They really took control yeah. of the goal-scoring right. end, and they're making hay of it now. Brennan picked it up on the turnover, Gosh. kicked to the top of the square. We'll go through for a minor score. Just uh, making the most of party time, Katie Brennan. 10-15-75, plays 2-6-18 on girlsplayfooty.com. Lawless to take the kick in again out of the defensive goal square. She decides to play on and then just whacks it on the boot. That's a hoping kick straight down the throat of Brennan. 45 degree angle, 40 metres out. That just sums yeah, up this last yeah. quarter for Diamond Creek. The way Lawless just 
Uh, Couldn't give a stuff. That's the, that's yeah. the attitude. And, and the amazing thing is, like someone like a Katie Brennan, who doesn't really need to make a big impact in the final quarter, but is anyway because everyone else is just put their heads down. The Brennans have got the fitness that they just shine through in the final quarter. It's nothing spectacular, but they're still going when everyone else is stuffed. Yeah, they just find a way, don't they? they just find another level whenever they're challenged, and you've seen that today. Brennan's and getting some goal. goal kicking practice. That's her third for the afternoon. And six goals, five this quarter for Darabin. 11-15, 81, plays 2-6-18. Margin, 63 points. Diamond Creek have not scored in this final term. Ouch. It's, a, it's gotten ugly, hasn't it? We are, I don't think anyone here wanted a blood except for maybe Darabin and their supporters, but... Yeah, it's, got, it's just gotten ugly. Darwin in control and, and undermanned and overwhelmed. Diamond Creek have just, have just buckled. To make it even worse, their only two goals came in that third term. Wow, yeah. Put, when you put it like that, wow. I don't know if we've got Daniel Hill on the boundary anywhere or if he's disappeared and headed off home already. No, I'm here, mate. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> as, are, as are many. We want to see that to the finish. 11-15-81 to Diamond Creek 2-16-18 for Auto Clinic. For Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Kicked in towards space. Caitlin Smith running afterwards. Claimed that Pierce ball hit the ground but got it back again. Got on the right boot. Now in towards the wing position. Bernardi takes an easy mark. And Bernardi looks to go with a hand pass to come in. Boots. And looks like Steph Chiocci is back on the ground, which is good to see. Goes with a little toe poker kick over the top. Hand pass out to Audley. Audley now gets it to Steph Chiocci who feels like she can't kick so she goes to the hand pass instead to Haynes. Haynes now goes with a long kick inside 50. Uh, no one home. No one home at all. And Hogan takes a very easy mark and decides to go for the switch of play. It was a hard back flank. Easy mark taken by Saxton. Tries to struggle for opponent. Wants the 25. Won't get it. Now comes back in board. Steph Chiocci now takes the mark. Hobbles along. Now decides to go with a short little kick. Maybe you're feeling we might be near the final siren if the captain's back out on the ground. Just to say, I'm there with the side when it all goes down. As the pass is good, and Stacey Cross takes a mark, an easy one. And Katie, she'll be kicking from about 35 metres out directly in front. Need to make the most of it and kick a goal here, don't they, Katie? Well, you just, you want to see them... Respect. Yeah, respect. Get something on the board. Take something away from the game. They've fought really hard. They've acquitted themselves off for the most part. It's just... They've just, been, they've just been done over in the last moments. And the ball towards Saxton. Got knocked out of her hands by Simpson. Got it back again. Got sat on there by Datsun. The umpire calls for a ball up. If anyone watched back the vision or listens back to the call, and they wonder how Darabin do it. It's not because... Yes, let's be fair. They have some quality players in their side. They're A-plus players. That's what they do with the football. It's nothing fancy. It is just short kicks, possession football, kick to space, players moving, keeping corridor side. It's very little simple things and they just keep doing it. They are disciplined and unless you have that discipline you are never going to beat them. Yep. As Hammond kicks it away the ball goes out of the boundary line out of bounds. The only reason Melbourne Uni beat them in round two, not to take away the fact that they had three players down on the bench, they only had one player to work with but that day Melbourne Uni were disciplined in their tackling but the problem is like many clubs they have not been able to keep that discipline going week after week after week after week. As Kiochi's well held up from the boundary throwing contests Oh, circling says, give me the ball. And we've got a player down. The players are waving. And I think that Bobby. might be Kiochi. She's got up. And she's looking okay. So we're back underway. Pierce, third woman up. Tapped it straight down the throat of her teammate. They've got a kick to the clearing, to the center wing position on the outer side. Lang running round. That's game over here at Coburg City Oval. 
Premiers again at Darabin. 63 points is the margin. 11-15-81. Diamond Creek, 2-6-18. And those two goals came in the third term. Matthew Cox, goal kickers at full time. You had two to Brennan, one to Arnell. One, uh, sorry, two to Vessio, two to Lang, one to O'Day, one to Georgia Hammond, and then the two goal kickers for Diamond Creek, Steph Chiocci and Rebecca Sibonella. And I reckon, I apologise, because I think Katie Brennan might have had three. Well, there you go. Katie Lempeski, what can you say? Three flags in a row, their eighth flag in 11 years. Yeah, what a machine team. The head and shoulders above the rest so very much. Probably they've come... They've been challenged this year. There's no doubt about it. They probably, they probably match up. They probably haven't quite gotten as far ahead as they would have liked. But the fact that they still can come out and dominate, the fact they can still come out and put in the performance the way that they did, the, yeah, they're a class above, and they're just a fantastic team. And uh, we'll give uh, if Matthew Cox can get hear everything loud and clear, he can take that mic and he can go down to the ground level and uh, get the presentations. And if you do get one or two players, just yell out and we'll throw down to you for you to take that away. Uh, and he's got that microphone all sorted out. Good to see. Daniel Hill, I think, is uh, having to head off because he's got the basketball. Kelly, once again, mate, thank you for everything that you've done this year. Your commentary, your special comments, uh, your boundary writing, even when the AFL said you couldn't be at a certain game. Uh, thank you, mate, for sticking it through this very tough financially and emotionally year thegirlsplayfooty.com. <laughs> uh, thanks, mate. It's been a great year, and thanks to you, of course, for, for making it all happen. And it was a great day for footy. Yes, Diamond Creek got blown out in the end, but look, they gave themselves an opportunity. They got here, which I think was, unfortunately for them, was much harder this year than it was last year. And when you've got to spend that many petrol tickets over three weeks, it's very hard to come out and play against us. I mean, and obviously I take the third week being when they got beaten up a little bit by Melbourne Uni in the last round of the season, finished up losing by a point. Managed to turn that around two weeks later, but it, it does take a toll on the body. It was a long season, and I think we really saw that today. So, unlucky for Diamond Creek. They'll be back next year um, in a much more... Uh, much tighter competition with a lot more sides, uh, which I hope to see over the off-season. But, uh, look, fantastic game. And, and uh, if women's footy isn't going places, I'm not here because that is, that, that is again, another level from last year. I think you, I said I reckon they've dropped a couple of cogs, but I can guarantee you that Darabin side today played last year's Darabin side. They would win comfortably. The game is uh, is progressing with every season, which is fantastic, and I'm sure we'll do it all again in 2016. Thank you very much again, Daniel Hill. All the best for your basketball game as you shit off, buddy. But uh, man, give us some work from you this year, jumping in, calling quite a few games for us as well, doing special comments, and uh, generally helping out. Because without you, Katie and Matthew Cox, I'd be up the proverbial creek without a paddle and a barbed canoe. Because one bloke calling football by himself doesn't exactly sound exciting. Well. Uh... Pete, thanks for all that you've done, for not just for girlsplayfully.com, but for women's football, that covering the first the first person to cover women's footy on a weekly basis for 100 years of women's footy. Look, we've come a long way, and and that's, that's partly because people, well, like girlsplayfooty.com, that wants to bring you this, that wants to bring you the news of women's footy, the, the coverage that women's footy deserves, and again this is all for everybody at home everybody here at the ground listening in thank you all so much because we do it for you as much as anything else without you we don't have 
again, we, we're nothing without you. So thanks all for tuning in. And, of course, we're about to go down very shortly to Matthew Cox is out there in the huddle. But I should mention to everyone as well, we'll be getting the presentations, chatting with a few players. And as well, we should mention that we'll be doing our editorial, our thank yous, and maybe one or two slight little whacks at the end after the presentations. Because now it should be on the players, not us. It should be on the Darabin Falcons who have been sensational. 44 wins of 45 games over the past three years to get their three flags in a row. 11 15 81 to Sue 618. Let's head down. Let's see if we got Matty Cox down there. They're following up to the side by the sound of it. You're hearing it live at GirlsbayFooty.com. The Falcon Song. It's a big river. Safe to say, nearly everyone knows the lyrics to that song because it gets sung so often. And the Falcons do it again. 11, 15, 81 to Diamond Creek. 2, 6, 18. A clinic. I, I guess to, to give some kudos to Diamond Creek, a lot of that score, Katie Lembeski, did come in the final quarter. But you can't take away from Darrell uh, what they've done today. Pete, I don't know if you can hear me, Matthew but I've got the coach, here. Richard Dalpos, here. Richard, just sum up your current emotions. <laughs> overwhelmed. A little overwhelmed because it was a tough day. They hung around and hung around and they really made us earn the win. Yeah. It was a real tough effort. Uh, from your point of view, who was best on ground? Uh, <laughs> Uh, the whole 22 of them. The whole 22. Everyone everyone played their role today. It was fantastic. And out of all your grand final so far for the Darabin Footy Club, does this one mean to you? Uh, look, it's up there with all of them, but, uh, you know, it's the last one. It's today. It's so sweet. Really sweet. Well, congratulations. Back amongst the group. Well done. Thank you very much. Matty Cox down there at the moment. If you weave around, see how you go with 30 Aliso Day or 25 Jane Lang or heck, if you get Daisy Pierce number 6, have a chat with her because uh, they were brilliant today and uh, virtually if you look through the whole 22 of Darabin, Katie, it's very hard to fault any player. No, such an even spread of contributors that allows them to operate at such a, a level that is above anybody else. Um, it, as much as you want to focus on your Pierce, your Daisy Pierce, your Jester Pass, your Katie Brennan, there's a Darcy Vestia ready just to Darcy Vestia ready to just. Uh, Pete, I'm going to cut back in. I don't know if you can yep, still hear me. So I've got yep. the second half specialist, Elise Day. Elise, what's running through your mind at the moment? Oh, a lot of thoughts, but mainly, where's that cup? I can't wait to go and see it and touch it. And I can't believe we got the three, Pete. I'm just wrapped with these girls. Like, there's so many thoughts going through my mind. I'm just wrapped. How tough was it during that three, those first three quarters? They, oh, for the whole four quarters. Like, the scoreboard didn't reflect what happened. Like, that was just the toughest game we've had all season. Diamond Creek seem to bring this level of pressure that's just unheard of and they really are a true competitive team and a great team and I was wrapped that we got to play them in the grand final and um, yeah it was just a really tough game but we managed to stick it I don't know I'm just wrapped go and enjoy the win thanks very much thanks 
Very good work there, Matty. And see who else he came up in the 34, Shannon Egan, the tall ruck woman. Of course, Shannon had to do the job during the yeah. finals without Astor O'Connor. Yeah, it could have been, Astor O'Connor could have been a fatal blow. Losing her could have been so damaging to Darabin. But again, it speaks volumes about the quality of that club that they can call on somebody that was playing reserves. Shannon Egan was playing reserves, obviously, and comes up to just sort of to just take control and just put in a fantastic effort as well. I mean, yeah, let's see if we can go down boundary side. I think Matthew Cox is down there. Yeah, again. i got Jane Lang with me. Jane, a great performance today. What's running through your mind? Um, just joy, I think. Pure joy. Um, we always know that they're going to bring absolutely everything at us and, and just attack the ball and everything. So, I mean... Uh, Really enjoy that last quarter. It was brilliant. How tough was it with the wind out there in the first three quarters? It was a real struggle from the commentary box. Just describe what it was like out on the ground. Yeah, it was so hard. The other way was just so challenging. It, I think one of my kicks, I kicked it, but I think it almost came back over my head. It was just terrible. So it was really, really hard. Um, the legs were certainly feeling it um, during that third quarter, just knowing that you've had to I think running off to the bench took me about two minutes at one point. <laughs> How good was that four, fourth quarter? Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Um, I love those ones. Love to be able to celebrate a little bit before the siren goes um, and just soak it up with the girls and celebrate what the year, what the year has brought. Thank you. Great effort today. Well done. Thanks for joining Thank us you. on Girls Play Footy. Thank you. Keep it up there, Matty. Fantastic interviews. Look forward to hearing uh, more of them down there on the boundary line. And, and it's amazing, isn't it, Katie, that even though that they can be a machine, that sometimes they can show no emotion and just build up on side after side, how much it still means to them, despite them being so dominant over everybody else. Yeah, you can tell. You can just hear the emotion in their voices. That just, um, yeah, that's why you play footy. That's why you do what you do. That's why you pull on the boots every week. Let's go down to Matthew Cox again. Yeah, I haven't got a play with me this time, but I've got Astor O'Connor here. Astor, I know you didn't play today, but how much does this mean to you? Oh, it means the absolute world to our to our group and um, and all that we work through throughout the year, all we work for. So, yeah, it's really great to see it come together today. How hard was it watching from the bench? Oh, look, footy, you know, you get injured sometimes and that's part of the game, but I'll be back. So, you know, it wasn't easy, but I still had a role to play on the day and, you know, I'm still part of the group. So down at Darabin, it's, you know, it's not about one person, it's about all of us. So, yeah. And just a quick update on your injury. How are you progressing with that? Yeah, no, really well. I'm, I'm looking good going into surgery on Tuesday. And um, I've got Neil Hay to do my uh, rehab with me. So I've got the best in the business on my side. And, yeah, so it'll, it'll be all right, I know. Will we see you on this day next year? Here's hoping, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Congratulations. Well done. Astro Connor down there on the boundary line. And if you do get lucky during the presentations, Matt, if you see the lady in the pearl, Susan Alberti, after she hands out the cup, see if you can quickly get her for a quiet little word. 11-15-81, Darabin defeating Diamond Creek today, 2-6-18. We should mention it was a one-point win in the Division One grand final before us, uh, Cranbourne and Knox. So at least until the final quarter blowout, boy, were people seeing about seven quarters in a row of terrific football here at Kovac City Oval. Yeah, I think you people got their money's worth today, I think. It's great to see so many getting behind women's footy. Of course, you had the Melbourne and the Bulldogs games, but you know it's much about the next year as much as anything else, the state leagues. And it's great to see so many people coming coming out. It, it just creates such a buzz and atmosphere that I love, and I I that I just can't get enough of. So thank you to all who came today. And of course, I'm keeping an eye out to see if Matthew Cox is going to jump in again with another player or coach as they make their way up to the uh, presentation area. Uh, but we should mention as well that the appetite for women's footy is there. We saw last week, uh, and I should pay big praise to the WAWFL uh, through their website, how they did the Youth Girls Reserves and League Grand Final last week. That three-camera setup that they did was absolutely fantastic, particularly that roving camera on the yeah. boundary. How professional that looked. 
and if the leagues can find the funding to step up to do that type of thing week in and week out and be consistent, you've got a product there that people will sit and watch. At the end of the day, you can't support something if you can't see it. And stuff like this, stuff like... What we, stuff like what we do, stuff like what West Australia has done, it's just fantastic. Let's go, to, let's go down to Matthew Cox again. Yeah, i got Alex Reynolds who's just helping me let, get your let, attention let, down there. Let, let her know that she also listens to girlsplayfooty.com and retweets us, so we're thankful for her for that. <laughs> well, we, yeah, Peter just saying we thank you very much for your support on Girls Play Footy, but that was a great match today. Well done. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good feeling at the moment. And obviously you also, I think, kicked a, a goal uh, in that quarter, no? no. I thought you might have kicked it. Uh, what does it mean to be a part of the victory? Oh, it's just, you know, it's fantastic. It's a great way to obviously finish the year. There's nothing better and uh, just, yeah, all the all the hard work pays off. What about motivation for next year? Uh, you still got it? Yeah, right now, all I can think about is this afternoon. It's a lovely day to, yeah, sit back and enjoy it. But um, I'm sure, yeah, the motivation won't be hard to find for next year. Thanks very much for joining us on Girls Play Footy. Thank you very much there to Matthew Cox. And after the presentations, as we said, Susan Alberti. But if you get a chance of maybe Stephanie Chiocci or Diana Haynes or Laura Adder to chat to one of them, obviously they'll be feeling gutted at the moment, but obviously to understand their point of view. For Dymo, what can you do? You put in all... You said it the best during that first quarter. All the petrol tickets spent that first 10 minutes. Boy, were they pushing in that first quarter. But if you don't put it between the big sticks... It's, yeah, you do, you, all your hard work goes to waste and it can really deflate you. Yeah. It can really hurt you in the end. And I think that's what happened. They really need to come out of the blocks. They really need to put, like, they needed to put a four or five goals in the first quarter to really make this a game. They didn't when they, full credit to them because they took the pressure off to Darabin. Darabin was scrambling at times. They were, and you, all the players noted in the interviews just before, they all remarked how hard it was, how hard da- Diamond Creek really took it up to them. So, Again, much respect to Diamond Creek. They're they're a battling team. They're a, a tough, tough team to play against. But their their time will come, and um, commiserations to them. Well, of course, Matthew Cox will jump in if he's got anyone, or he'll just switch straight to near the speaker. Yeah. Actually, go towards the speaker there, Matt. And we'll try and pick up the presentations from you down the ground. Just having a bit of trouble picking that up. If Matt can just get near the speaker there or close to that area with the microphone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. 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 Oh
on it, great in the forward line, as we said, O'Day, Lang, Pierce in there as well, but you can't take away from Dressio and her high-flying antics in the forward line. No, she really was a game-changer, I thought, in certain moments. Kick those marks, kick those goals when it, when it just really mattered. Speak on behalf of our runners-up of this season, please welcome the coach of Diamond Creek, Brad Lederman. And Brad Letterman now to speak on behalf of Diamond Creek, who lost today 2-6-18 to 11-15-81. Just first, I'd like to thank the umpires for a great job today. Well done. To uh, the crowd for coming. Thank you very much for coming down and supporting. Um, To to Richard and Darabin, well done. Very uh, awesome playing you guys, what, four times this year and uh, five times now. And unfortunately, just can't get that uh, gap any closer. But well done on your win today. To my girls, fantastic effort. Look, we, we battled really hard. We've had four really big hard games in a row. Um, I think the last quarter was walking wounded, unfortunately. Um, but you battled really hard. I'm really proud of you. So well done. Thank you. Peter Bradley, congratulations to Diamond Creek on a wonderful season of football. And now to speak on behalf of our 2015 Premiers, please welcome the coach. Richard Dalpos. Thank you very much. Guys, thanks for a great uh, performance today on a difficult day, the sunshine. To Brad and all the girls, um, congratulations for your character um, to get to get through to here and then to put that display on there today. Congratulations, well done. I really don't know what to say. Uh, there's girls out here that's it's a tenth grand final. It's just ludicrous. Um, congratulations. Your display today, your commitment, your composure, everything I ask you, we ask you to do as a coaching group and the coaching group too. Kimmy, Bergs, Carly, everybody involved. There's a lot of hard work. There's a lot of hard work going into winning one of these things. And... I love you guys. That's it. Well, that's the coach, Richard to stay on stage and be joined by Susan Belti, who will join us on stage to present the 2015 Premiership Medallions to the Carabin Falcons. Number one, Emma Oliver. Good little player today, Kidwell. Yep. Again, one of those, just that next level, the next tier players that are coming up through the ranks. So, congratulations, Emma. Nicole Callanan. Solid, smart player. Always valuable in defence. Stood up today when the, the ball was just being bombed in. Yeah, yeah. St- stood tall. Full credit to her. Number five, Kinross. Yeah, you saw her take some... You saw her just be that aerial presence trying to ground that tall presence. Again, probably another player that stood up in the absence of Asta O'Connor. So, full marks to her as well. Coming through... Number nine, Hammond. Happy Hammond. Yep. She's tough. She's got a lot of grunt. And you need that in grand finals, don't you? Someone does say he's got a little bit of mongrel that's just really going in hard. It can often be the difference. Yeah. And players like her are worth their weight Number in gold. Into again one of those other fringe players across half back today picked up a few possessions. Yeah, I remember, I remember coming up against her in the in reserves ranks a while ago. Just gone from number twelve, to Jessica Delpas. And geez, you know she was injured last year. She's really come into her own this year. Got her guernsey as well in the exhibition match. Yep, yeah, yeah, Melbourne FC's own Jess Delpas could uh, missed out on last number year. Number thirteen, Lauren Arnell. 
the absolute professional um, yeah. across our forward flank. We know about her coaching aspirations, and the Arnell name is going to be going on football for many, many years to come. Oh, yeah. Number 16, Katie Brennan. <laughs> what can we say about the Queenslander? Not much else has already been said. Look, what a consumer professional has come down from Queensland to better her game in Victoria and has just gone Number on. Number 17, Stephanie Simpson. Simpson again today, just dangerous. Yeah. And that, one of the one of the cogs in the Darwin machine that makes them work so well. Full plate, full marks to her. Number eighteen, Melissa Hickey, best centre half back in Australia. Without doubt, without doubt, and uh, Darwin are a very lucky unit to be having her. So again, a consumer professional is just the best, the best Number of what 20, she does. Melissa Bibby. Melissa Bibby, I mean, criticised for the matchup Daniel Hill did, but she took a couple of marks and made her opponent pay. She must have hurt him. She must have hurt him. And uh, yeah, Number just... 23, Alex Reynolds. We talked about Yeah, one of the up-and-comers. And, you know, she was clean today, and she seemed to get better as finals football went on. Yeah, really, f- Number really funny. Number 24, Darcy Bessio. The best on ground, the Hardeman medalist, the high flyer. Gee, she's going to be great for TV when it becomes a national televised competition. Yeah, Western Bulldogs are going to be very... Very lucky unit. Number 27, Javon Hogan. Veteran of the side. Brick outhouse, so solid in defence. Yeah, just one of those key plays you can build on, one of those plays you can trust to hold down a roll. And... Number 30, Aliso Day. The second half specialist. The funny thing is, in final quarter, she's not doing anything fancy, but it's just constant grunt work, quarter after quarter after quarter. Probably tip- typifies Darwin's style to Number the Number 32, Rebecca Privatelli. Was in the forward line last year, has had to go to defence this year, and does the job. Reinventing herself, so full marks are her. That's well played indeed. Number 34, Shannon Egan. Again, having to step into Astor's shoes, but she won numerous premierships and even assistant coach one at youth girls level. She, you know, has she ever missed out on a premiership? Number 40, nah. Georgia Hammond. Georgia Hammond in the forward line, almost like a pinch hitter, had to come in because you don't have Privatelli in the forward line anymore. Just staying out of the goal square yeah. gives something to go to. Took absolute, absolute scream Number with that. Lauren Datsun. Again, one of the smaller players that are coming through full season under a belt. Yep. Fantastic efforts from her today. Just a, a consistent key player. Number 62, Tracy Ashby. Again, one of those other players that are coming through. They're the little bit part players, but they just step up and do those one or two little things when needed. Yeah, you need that. You build on those kinds of players. So. The co-captains, number six, Daisy Pierce. The limousine. She should be chauffeur-driven here and chauffeur-driven home. She's that good. The best footballer, women's footballer in Australia, bar none. Um, an amazing player. And number 25, Jane Lang. And Lang, she's... Again, another one who really had stakes on the uh, best on medal today. Just She just kept going and going and going. The consumer professional, the veteran that just keeps him, keeps everybody a little headed around it. The premiership coach with his medal, Richard Dalpas. Well, hopefully it's just now birdie up. We're now called the captains back into the stage. Daisy Pearce and Jane Lang to join their coach, Richard Dalpas. And to present the Sir Alberti Cup, Sir Alberti, ladies and gentlemen, to the 2015 Premier Division Champions, the Durban Falcons Football Club. 11-15-81 to 2-6-18. Ladies and gentlemen, your Premiers, the Durban Falcons! They storm the stage. 63-point winners today. 
Who can get near them? Eight flags in 11 years. Haven't missed a grand final since 2005. When Peter Searle left, was the era over? Then Richard Delpos came along, and the good times just kept on coming. Yeah, just that continuity, that stability, just to keep operating at such a high level, even if the, when they were challenged, even when they were beaten in 2012 by the Spurs and in 2013, uh, 2011 by the Spurs, correction, and 2012 by Diamond Creek, to just find another level and to get back on the horse is just amazing. We'll wait for Matthew Cox. Matthew, jump in if you've got anyone, as we said, hopefully Sue Alberti or maybe one of the Diamond Creek players if, if they're willing to chat, maybe Steph Kiyochi, but just jump in as soon as you've got someone and uh, we'll cover here on girlsplayfooty.com. A sensational day at Quebec City Oval. Crowd of at least over 3,000. It was pleasing to see them on the outer side where the swimming centre is, so it shows how much of a crowd was here today. It was just perfect conditions for uh, women's football, and in the end, they got to see what Darabin is called the machine. Yeah, uh, th- like I said before, they got their money's worth. They've, they've seen a, a classic day of footy, and they saw the best side in Australia come and just take things to a whole new level. Really lifted, really lifted a notch when challenged, and you can't take this away from them. They're just an amazing unit that just finds other levels every year, it seems. I've always said, you know, if I had an open checkbook, I'd love to be able to fly either Darabin to WA or the Coastal Titans to Victoria. Yes. You'd just, you'd just yes, love to yes, see yes. those two sides in one game go at it head-to-head to say, right, how good is the footy from each state? Bring put, it on. Put the best of the best against each other. Put it on Channel 7 or AFL Victoria. You can stream it. We will we will be there. I guarantee that. So please, please, please make that happen. Two-match series. One there, one here. Yeah, make it even. And if it's third, you can put on the MCG and put it on Channel 7. <laughs> you'd love for it to happen, but somehow you just think... No, you can't see no, that. No, it won't. As I said, I need to win Pat Slutter. I need to get that winning ticket. Yeah, a dream uh, scenario. I know Susan Alberti's going across to have her photo taken with the Darabin team, so um, we'll just keep an eye on Manny, and hopefully maybe you'll have a, uh, a Diamond Creek player. Just jump in as soon as you got someone. Come over the top, Matt. Uh, but, yeah, a good crowd has stuck around, and you can just see the massive support that the Darabin Sports Club have, because they're not just football, they're soccer as well, they're cricket, and they're eight ball. Yeah, they're, uh, they're a women's sporting club, and they're, they're just an amazing unit down at the OHCAP Reserve down in West Preston. So, oh, look, it, speak, it just says so much. and without You don't even have to say anything, to be honest. Darabin, just a fantastic club, fantastic people there that continue to, re, to, continue to find new levels that I never thought could be possible. It's amazing. And, and the thing about this squad... I mean, you look at the age of the players, and I can maybe see maybe two. I, I still don't think they would retire either way. But the, the side and the age of the club means many of them will still be playing next year. Virtually the whole squad will be playing next year. And quite a number of them will be in that age bracket where they'll be pushing on for the National League. So unlike last year, they won't be gutted with retirements. They've, they've probably got another flag in them. Probably. Uh, the, the onus is on everyone else to catch them. And... Let's see what happens if it's an expanded competition next year because I can't, for the life of me, see a six-team competition next year in the Premier Division of Victoria. We need to have more... Pete and Katie, I've got... with me, Susan. Uh, just describe your afternoon here. Oh, look, I've had the most amazing day and I've seen two great teams, but there was a dominant team all day and they're just amazing, those women. They really are. I could see a few of them had gone down with a few knocks and bruises, but they just bounced back and look what they've done. They're amazing. 
What, what, what does this, do you think, mean for women's footy? We've seen it go from strength to strength in 2015. Where do you see it going from here? Oh, as you just said, from strength to strength, and it's getting more and more popular. Look at the crowd that's here today, many more than last year, so it's becoming even more popular. And certainly having the game at Etihad has certainly um, shown how, what women can do in football, and I'm 110% behind the women's football. Yeah, and just finally, uh, you saw a great game t- today. Um, what about the season overall? Have you got a comment on that? Oh, look, it's just, I mean, it's just growing and growing and growing. I mean, we've got so many more new teams, many more, much more talent coming through, and we perhaps won't have this dominance. Maybe in the next couple of years, we'll have lots of other young women coming through and joining the team. So it's just terrific. I'm just so glad to be part of it and to be alive. Is that your tip for 2016, not so, Darabin? No, I, well, it would be nice for a break, wouldn't it? But they're, they're good. They're so good. You can't take it away from them. And just quickly, too, on Diamond Creek's performance this afternoon, no, we've no Darabin so far out in front in terms of how skilled they are. Yes. But Darabin, it just goes to show that, sorry, Diamond Creek, they're yes. closing the gap. Yes, they're closing the gap and they tried hard. But it was just the defence of Darabin that was just so strong and their marking skills. They're just a well-disciplined team and I'm sure the other team, will, the Creekers, will certainly come back and they'll do well. They will. Susan, a pleasure to have you on Girls Play Footy Radio. Thank you, Heather. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That's Susan Alberti down there with Matthew Cox and, uh, of course, she's been a great supporter of women's football. And oh, well, we thank her again, not only for her time just down the three minutes, but the good half-hour chat that we had on our podcast about over a month or so ago. A huge supporter of ours, and we're very thankful. And uh, Not just a huge supporter of ours, but a huge supporter of the game at large. And just such a fantastic person to have behind the women's game. The women's game would be very poor without her influence. So thank you so much to Sue Alberti for giving not only myself the chance to play the great to, to play the great game but to also to all those other girls that run around uh, on a Sunday. Well, we'll see if uh, Matthew Cox can maybe run perhaps towards the boundary line because I saw Tanya Hetherington just around the 60-metre mark just leaning against the fence wearing the yeah. denim short. So maybe Maddie can catch up with Tanya Hetherington and ask for her point of view how the Crickers' coaches bench were because most of them have gone off the ground, uh, including Lisa Williams. I can see Irish Corrigan still out there. A few of them have got smiles on their face, but deep down they'll be hurting, going, they threw everything. They had absolutely, I mean, they, they didn't have much to give, but they threw everything that they had. But at the end of the day, they look at the scoreboard and stand there and go, what have we got to do? What have we got to do to narrow that gap? Because the margin blew out bigger than last year. They need to add more strings to the bow. They just need to change things up because I, as much as their their style works, in terms of taking the next step, I think that has to change. They, I'm not sure whether that means adding players, recruiting heavily, but that probably means a tweak in style, change up certain things. They need to get Steph Chochi clear. They need to protect her and to help her run the ball down. They need to keep their forward line a lot more open. They're not. They don't. They shouldn't blaze away the way that they do. Yeah. So, uh, Pete and Katie, I've yeah. got a very proud dad standing alongside me, uh, Daryl Pierce. Uh, mate, how do you see the game today? Beautiful game. You know. Um, you come to a game when there's wind, you're scared because it's uh, it changes the, the playing field. And uh, and I think uh, the Falcons went out there in the first quarter and kicked two into the wind, and and that's what set them up set them up for the day. And uh, and they just kept pushing. They're they're a, a weird, wonderful club that just uh, just has this feeling, has this push, has this. Um, desire to, to just keep persisting and and as they did today and uh, and all credit to the Creekers, I love them as well because uh, geez it must be hard to play against the Falcons as it is It's uh, it, but overall it's a great day I've been watching Daisy play down here 
here at the Falcons for 10 years and the and the whole league not just the Falcons the whole league has just moved on so so beautifully so well back in the old days there were uh, there was a lot of big personnel that and uh, and tough but the the um natural talents of these young girls coming up in the last few years or overall has just been fantastic it's just for the whole league i don't just speak for days it's beautiful to, to go so well and, and just while she's taking a few photos how proud of you a co-captain also a captain in the afl exhibition match it must mean a lot to you oh, it's all fantastic I, I don't don't get overboard with it it just happens and uh and I, look, I love the whole lot of them. I love the, the opposition. I love the, uh, the Falcons. But uh, the Melbourne and, and um, Footscray thing has been just one of the you know, supercharges of bringing women's football in more into the, the limelight and, and just um, presenting this wonderful game. You know, For instance, the game of uh, televised by Channel 7 the other week just showed so many 250,000 people how good these girls are at playing footy and what you've been seeing for 10 years it's, it's... Oh, for, for what I've been seeing for 10 years is... oh, it just reaffirms what you've seen for 10 years oh, now that everyone's coming on board you know the um, the clinics, the the sporting clinics where they're bringing the girls in, and and it's been proved with soccer and uh, and uh, cricket, for instance, how natural and normal it is that girls can play. Well, thank you very much, Daryl. Daisy's just uh, she's the woman of the moment down here, the co-captain of the Darabin Falcons. We're going to squeeze in for a quick chat as soon as she takes a, another photo down here on the ground. She should start charging for autographs if this keeps up. <laughs> I'll tell you what, she'd be making a fair bit of money if she did that. Uh, Peter Holden just suggesting you should start charging for uh, autographs. Congratulations on your win today. Uh, what does it mean to you? Another premiership, but it was a tough one today. Yeah, certainly a tough one, and they're all special, so I wouldn't say another one. They they never get old, but, um, yeah, certainly enjoyed that one. And I think extra satisfying because the competition definitely got better this year. I mean, there's no doubting that every every team improved and the the depth of talent across women's football is is just exploding so the fact that we could improve with it I think makes that really satisfying for us and just on the game today from the commentary box it looked a real struggle especially with the blustery conditions just describe what it was like out there because Diamond Creek they kept coming at you yeah we know they will we know they they always come at us and then when you, you end up in a final against them they come even harder for some reason so we're always prepared for for that real physical contest and then the conditions were were difficult you're right I mean um it was a hot day for our standards being in Victoria and a bit windy it always makes it a little bit more um brutal sort of thing the ball just doesn't go where you want it to so there's a lot of chasing a loose footy around and, and running into it in that first quarter was we knew it was going to be tough but we're pretty confident in the way we prepare um we know that that's probably an edge that we have over most teams teams in the competition, the way we um, work hard as a group throughout pre-season and we've got some great athletes in our side that, that prepare as professionally as I've seen in any other women's sport and this is an amateur competition so the fact that we can do that is um, a real credit to the girls and um, uh, we, we kind of had a bit of a, a word to each other and knew that when we were finding it hard they were going to be finding it even harder they've come off two really brutal games we had the advantage of having the rest last week and we knew that they, they didn't leave much out there last week it was a really brutal contest so we knew that in the moments where we were finding it hard we just tried to remind ourselves that they were probably finding it harder so just keep pushing through those moments and um, obviously it was enough so really satisfying and just yourself 
personally been a big year for you, obviously the captain of the, the Demons and successful again in 2015, but you also claimed the award the other night at the, the best and fairest presentation night. Just describe the year for you. Does this put the icing on the cake? Oh, I wouldn't say puts the icing on it because that would suggest that, <laughs> that that's it. Um, so, yeah, the cake's still, still still working on the cake at the moment. The icing will come later. But um, it, it was a really awesome year for me personally. But also, you know, there's so much momentum gathering behind women's footy. And for someone that's played for a long time, I mean, that's my 11th season in the VWFL. And for a long time, there's been people working at grassroots level and behind the scenes to really further women's footy. And I think for the first time this year, there's some real evidence of some rewards for all that hard work over a big number of years so um, exciting things are coming and um, the fact to, to be able to be involved in this era of women's footy is really special and I, I know that you know whatever role I've played in it we're going to leave the game in a better place and that's that's awesome I've got a couple of nieces that are 15 and 11 and they love their footy and the idea of them running around in a, a professional competition in a few years time if they if they stick with their footy is really special to me so I'm looking forward to that just finally because I know you want to get back and celebrate your teammates because you very proud dad standing alongside you. We just spoke to him. What does it mean to have his support? Oh, it's great. It's great to have dad here. He was um, my junior coach growing up. And, um, I mean, both my parents, my mum and dad, were always so encouraging of me playing footy. And it was in a time where it wasn't normal for girls to play footy. So um, I played my junior footy up at, up at Brighton, northeastern country, Victoria. And the whole community was wishing me luck this morning. And, I mean, that's special. But special also because, as I said, back then girls didn't play footy. So um, there was one time where I, I mean no one close to me or no one that meant anything to me told me I shouldn't be playing so to have dad's support and my whole family's here today it, it makes it all the more special definitely well Daisy go and enjoy it now congratulations on a great game too well done thank you back to you Pete that's Daisy Pierce there chatting with Matthew Cox and of course uh, Daryl Pierce as well the uh, father of Daisy Pierce and again that final scoreboard Darabin 11-15-81 defeating Diamond Creek 2-6-18 it probably doesn't give a true indication of the first three quarters where Diamond Creek were really throwing it up at Darabin but just couldn't get impact on the scoreboard particularly the use of the four goal breeze but as they, as Brad Letterman said the walking wounded in the end you know when you've when you got injured players you can only hold on for so long to the damn wall breaks yeah I think that's what happened today uh, I think Stacey Cross was also underdone as well obviously coming into this game and it just really kills you in finals you can't afford to take that to take that approach and unfortunately they were that undermanned it really came back to bite them in the end but you know it doesn't wipe away what the three what they offered up for three quarters and the amount of pressure that they applied the amount just the the intensity that they were able to put on and you could see that they were hurting but they just they had that intensity so again commiserations to Diamond Creek but hopefully this motivate them to get better and can I say Matthew Cox is doing some brilliant post-ground interviews as well sensational yeah. work you know Daniel help the rest of the season off mate <laughs> Cox he's got it again down the bench and I think he's chatting with Lauren Arnell if I'm correct uh, as she hugs her mum and says hello to a few people yeah yeah she's got a lot of support down here Lauren Arnell on girlsplayfooty.com um, just sum up what's running through your veins at the moment oh just excitement um, obviously being a grand final and that one for Darabin, so to win three in a row now against Diamond Creek and to do it as, as such a unit that we did today, it's it's really exciting and it's just a great reward for such hard work. I missed last year's so and probably started training 12 months ago, so to, to be at this point now, it's it's pretty nice. Does that make that extra bit special, the fact that you did miss, miss last year and that you're back now and playing and involved? 
A little bit. I think it more just a testament to being able to do rehab right and um, getting your fitness right over pre-season, and, and that's what shows up on days like this. So I don't know about more special. Every single one's pretty special. <laughs> and what, was there a defining moment for you in the game today, personally? I did really enjoy kicking a goal. <laughs> yeah. um, I think just the way we started, we were against the breeze, but we knuckled down and we played as a team and we were able to carry that through for the rest of the four quarters. So, yeah, I think that's that, that would be the defining part of the game for us. Well, congratulations. A great effort today. Well done. Thanks very much. Well done there. And I know nearby is Kate Tindall, and I can see Melissa Hickey wearing the 18. Darcy Vecchio's got the boots off. I think she's ready to race to the room. Plenty of uh, winners today and uh, plenty of smiles amongst the Darabin girls. And isn't it an amazing thing in a grand final? You experienced it yourself in 2012 when, when you won one, that when the final siren goes and you've won, you don't really want to leave the ground, do you? No, you don't want to get out of your gear either because it kind of means the, day, the day's over. So you end up in your jumper and you end up wearing it the next morning and it's just an amazing feeling. Oh, yeah, there's so many, I have so many good memories. Back in. Sorry, Katie. I've no, got uh, the best on ground performer here, Darcy Vescio. Darcy, congratulations on a great effort today. Did you think you did enough to win the medal? Uh, no, you never think you've done enough to win the medal. Um, I think I was just really lucky, and thanks to the umpires for giving me it. <laughs> what was it like out there today? It was a big struggle from where we were. Um, the blustery conditions, obviously hard in the forward line as well. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty tough. Like the wind's kind of swirling out here. Um, I think we just all thought we have to be first to the ball and just put in 100% all day, and yeah, it paid off in the end. What goes through your mind when you're attacking that footy? You, you, you've got 100% for it, and you're not caring about anything else. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the way it's sitting and all that kind of thing, thinking of how to approach it, and just trying to get my hands on it and just wrap it in once I do. So. And best on ground today, what does that mean in a premiership? Oh, it's pretty special. Like, I, uh, I don't really know what to say. I'm just, I just got really lucky. I had a good day, and that's all that it is, yeah. A good day and a good season. Congratulations. Well done. Yeah, thanks very much, Girls Play Footy. There's <laughs> Darcy Vestia, and the great thing about her is you never see her without a smile on her face. Yeah, plays the game with the, in great spirit, and just you, you can tell that she's enjoying herself out there, and... Yeah, just a, a quality player and, and a deserving winner of the Best Underground medal. And you can see she's got the boots off. She's wandering around. She's like, am I in a dream? I've got a Best Underground medal and a grand final amongst a team of superstars. Yeah. That's it now. Quickly again, Matthew Cox. Yeah, I've got Melissa Hickey here. Another de- dominant performance by you today. Congratulations. Just sum up your feelings. Oh, just some um, relief, I think, at the moment. Yeah, it's been a really big year, I guess. Um, state footy, obviously, all the um, couple of AFL games as well. So it's just been a really big year, and yeah, to finish off like this is just amazing. It, you mentioned the year you're, you're relieved now that it's finally done and dusted, and you got the premiership. Yeah. But just personally, yourself, obviously, a big year for you. Um, just sum up the season. Um, I think I've, I guess um, I've had a bit of an illness in the family, so it's just been a real hard year, kind of emotionally, and to be able to focus on footy when you've got other stuff going on. So it's just been a yeah, just a big year. I think that's the relief. It's like it's all over. All the hard work has been worth it, and yeah. Yeah, so it's just been, yeah, massive. Does that make this one that extra bit satisfying? Yeah, it definitely does. I don't know if you saw us celebrate every goal like it was, yeah, I guess the last one. So, yeah, it was awesome. Does it excite you? Well, probably doesn't excite you because the dominant side, but the, the fact that the competition is getting closer to the benchmark that you're setting? Yeah, for sure. I think um, it makes it makes everyone respond. It makes the top two teams, three, four, five teams, everyone's coming at you. You have to you have to lift or else they're going to come over the top of you. So, yeah, we, we love it and would welcome any, more teams to come up. But, yeah, it's awesome for us too. Congratulations. As I said, another dominant performance today and for the year as well. Well done. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks.
And now as Manny almost behind you, you can see Katie Brennan as well. She might be worth chatting to again. Another fantastic year. Four goals in that uh, Eddie Hatch Stadium match. And again, getting on top. How many have we got here on our score sheet? I think we might have two or three. Two. I'm pretty Brennan. sure she got three, Pete, from memory. I don't think I marked the last one down. Well, again, she got off the leash in the final quarter and really put the knife in to finish off uh, Diamond Creek. And she joins you now on Girls Play Footy. Uh, yeah, Katie Brennan down here, another magnificent performance, and it was a bit of party you made the most of down there, a few goal-kicking practice. Yeah, it was, um, we tried to enjoy it as much as possible and, yeah, just get around the girls and um, just such an incredible feeling, that, that premiership. Um, yeah, I, it's hard to explain, really. Does the fact that the first three quarters were so tough and Diamond Creek never gave up make that last quarter that extra bit special? Yeah, definitely. Dymo brought it and they bring it every week um, when we play against them and, and more so in finals. So it is, um, yeah, super sweet um, towards the end. It's such a tough tough battle and it's always intense and it's always really hard and, and um, yeah, but so much sweeter towards that last quarter. And, and just sum up the season for yourself personally, a big game at Eddie Head stadium earlier in the year premiership today and a couple of great goals as well just uh, sum up your 2015 yeah it's been a pretty special year um i just i wouldn't be here with um, my teammates and it's such a, a team game and you know i get fed the most amazing delivery from your daisy pierces your your um aliso days those kind of the players and it just you know makes my job that little bit easier so um it's been an incredible year and i'm just i'm looking forward to next year really well, that's good to hear. Congratulations. Well done, Katie Brennan. Much tough.